Ready, set, game cast. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Ready, Set, Gamecast, a bi-weekly podcast about video games and fruit. I'm Bryce, and I'm joined by the apple of my eye, Darian. Oh, hi, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And, aren't you glad? It's Teddy Chineris. Spoilers, they're not glad. And joined by our special guest, the irrationally passionate Alex O'Neill. Oh man, botch the delivery, my man! Yeah, that's right. I wrote that's that. A rough I wrote one. that script out. To be fair, I was like, no, nah, I, I really am into this fruit thing. Let's go for passionate. <laughs> and you really just you didn't you just, deliver. You, like stopped on one right there. I don't How know about that. irrationally passion fruit? Let's try this again. That Ooh. would probably have been way better. Irrationally dragon fruit. Where were you no. when the script was being written? <laughs> Where were you? I did you? not look at the script, okay? <laughs> we can start over. No, this is the oh. show now. This is what oh, we're living shit. in. We're going with this? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> totally thought that was, just, that was a, a wrap. All right, let's go. We're uh, into it now. Alex, what's the best fruit? Um, here's, here's the thing. I'm drinking currently a Mike's Hard Lemonade Watermelon Edition. Uh, special limited watermelon edition. I uh, I don't man. I don't eat a lot of fruit. Let's just be honest with each other and everyone here. You're supposed to get those vitamins and things A, B, whatever the ones that are in fruit. Get I have vitamin D <laughs> deficiency. I should probably be eating more oranges, but I'm not. Um, we're out here just just getting burnt by the sun. I like a lot of fruit. I would say pineapple might be the best one. Pineapples but like, are up there. But you know I don't I don't. When I'm in the mood for a fruit, maybe pineapple's a little too sweet. Maybe I want like an apple situation, something with a skin. A pear, maybe? Not after tonight, actually. After the whole pear shit thing. <laughs> it's probably not going to be pear. I, you know, have you ever had dried pineapple, Bryce? No. It's very good. That's good. the end. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say pineapple, pretty good. Uh, pretty we'll good. go with that for now. Pineapple as it is. Grilled pineapple. Dried pineapple. We had pineapple on a burger. That's pretty yep. good too. Not no. on pizza though. No, no I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm all it's, over it's fine. that debate. You know, it's, that it's not my war. thing, it's but whatever. you know, I want you to live your truth, chase your bliss, and yeah, like and, it's you know. okay. It's fine. You do you. Alex O'Neill, I have a follow-up question. Yeah. What have you been playing? I wow. What wow, a, we don't even get to give our favorite fruits. Beautiful no. transition. <laughs> we do not care about the fruits of the co-host. This is a guest. Fo- this is about Alex O'Neill and his wow. interests. The Alex yeah, O'Neill podcast. Right it's now. his podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. it's my show. I'm just hanging out. I uh, God knows. Uh, I like. Is there? There's no like intro, right? There's no like what? What do I do on the internet or anything? We just go right for it. No, we do that. Like that. We do that at the end. Okay, I appreciate that. I uh, I, you know, I play. I play some video games. Uh, have have any of you heard of Moonlighter? I have, and I'm actually very. I'm waiting for the Switch version, uh, because I feel like that's a perfect Switch game. But I saw the trailer yeah. for it and was like, "This looks dope. I want to play it." It's very cool. I uh, the, the Switch version is probably a good call. I there is like a little bit of pangs in me that I didn't wait for the Switch version, but also the game is so freaking phenomenal that 
I, I'm super glad I, I started playing it. The idea is um, you live in this like little town, right? It's near these uh, these mythical dungeons um, that are, were very dangerous. They got shut down. They boarded it up. Like, we don't go in the dungeons anymore. Um, but this this kind of this dungeon-adjacent town that was kind of built up around it when adventurers were still exploring those dungeons uh, is still around, and, and you run a shop in there called uh, the Moonlighter. Um, the idea is you um, are a shopkeeper of the Moonlighter who moonlights as an adventurer, goes into the dungeon, uh, fights some monsters, gets some loot. seeing where the name's coming from, everybody. Yeah, you see how cute cute that is. Um, it's uh, So you go into the dungeons, you get uh, like loot, like iron bars and, and sludge, slime sludge, uh, weird pickle juice. Uh, whatever you whatever you can get, um, and then you you take it out and you sell it in your shop uh, the next day, and you can kind of dictate the price and whatnot. And the goal is to just kind of build up, get stronger, um, get enough money to invite like blacksmiths in the town or potion brewers into town to get better stuff, to get deeper in the dungeon, to get to like the the next of the four dungeons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so it's, it's very simple, right? I, I would say it is a uh, uh, has rogue light tendencies it is not a roguelike at all um i don't know where the where the team falls on roguelikes on this show uh, uh there's some i like some i don't yes i've never i really have only really played rogue legacy and i love that game and i want more like that i tried enter the gungeon but it's not a, like exactly what i wanted out of it so here's, i don't know here's i got great news for you oh. teddy because Ooh. this game is almost the closest to Rogue Legacy, I think, that I've gotten. Um, even, like, when when you, like, finish a dungeon run, it shows you, like, all the enemies back-to-back-to-back to back to back that you beat uh, on that dungeon run. So um, what is it on again at the moment? It's on PS4, PC, and uh, Xbox One. I'm playing on Xbox One right now. Add this to my wish It is great. Like, I, I could see it being a great Switch game because it is very kind of run-based. It's not like you die... And then, uh, you know, you start a new character and all that bullshit. It's okay. it's more of uh, you die and then you lose all the stuff that you found in the dungeon on that run. Um, and you can either go right back in uh, or kind of like re- regroup and, and take a day and then okay. uh, go uh, like sell some stuff in your shop and then go back in the dungeon. I'm it's all just about this. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really great loop because you are going, you're dungeon crawling and it's like, you know, top-down kind of Zelda-like uh, when you're dungeon crawling. Pretty basic. There's different weapons, like a, a sword and shield or, uh, like, a, I don't know, what would you call things that you put on your, like, metal fists? I don't, yeah, the I, I don't uh, gauntlets. Oh, my God. Gauntlets, I yeah, guess. Gauntlets. Um, like the... Or like a spear. Pun- punchers? Punchers. The, you get the punchers. <laughs> it's a technical um, term, yeah. And, it, you know, it's, again, like, you go in, you get a bunch of stuff like maybe you get a bunch of items that you've never seen before and then you go to your shop and you're like well i don't know like iron bars maybe those are good for like ten dollars a pop and then people will come in to your shop and you like are actually tending to your shop throughout the day and through the night is when you go dungeon crawling um i don't know when you ever sleep uh that that could be a real (laughs) real problem (laughs) uh and uh, like people will come in and buy stuff from your shop and like you set the price. So it, they'll give you like one of four reactions like, oh, I got this at a steal. And that's like, OK, the price was too low. Oh, this is great. Um, the price is just right. 
or it's a little too expensive, but I can still buy it, or this is way overpriced. And it gives you that information and kind of writes it down in your journal. So that way you can help modulate your prices and, and find just the right price for each item that you sell. Um, so it's it's both like this really cool kind of shopkeeper management sim, like very lightweight. It's nothing too crazy. Um, or it's also this this dungeon crawler where you're like building your equipment. You're uh, talking to the people in town to upgrade your weapons and, and your armor and, and craft things and whatnot. So it's it's just like got this loop refined down to a T. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then like I played it for eight hours straight. It was Man, awesome. Man, it sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm a huge... I wish I had more time to play games. Cause oh I'm a God. huge roguelike guy. Um, like Spelunky is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and while this is, is not quite a roguelike, it has enough of those tendencies while also like it's doing something different. It also kind of has a story and it's, it's really gorgeous. It has great music. It's just, it's the total package. And one thing I will say just like that, I don't think it's appreciated enough. It just has like a really slick UI. Like it's the, the all about that. Yeah. Moving items to your, your like sales floor, like it auto generates the price that you set last. So you can quickly adjust it. Um, switching between your journal and um, what like customers think the price of this is very quick. It's it's very fluid. Um, it records a lot of that information uh, very naturally. It's just it is really phenomenal. I'm kind of blown away by it. Um, it feels like nobody's really talking about it, which is a bummer. Yeah. It came out like a week ago. Yeah, it was um, pretty recent. Uh, I guess two weeks ago tomorrow um, from the day we're recording this. So. I, I'm really, really blown away by it. It is very much like you could do a day of the shop and that's like five, six minutes or you could do a dungeon run that's like 10 minutes. So I could see how it just perfectly fits into a Switch uh, game. It's it's a bit of a bummer that it didn't launch same days on Switch. I don't think we even have a release date for Switch. They just said like coming soon. Yeah, it's like coming eventually. Yeah. Coming to it. Um, so I think if you could... Uh, grab it there. Um, I think that would be ideal. But uh, I do not regret getting it because I'm just having so much fun playing it. I'm all it's about like, the trophies, so you know. Yeah, man. There's. I'm I'm playing on Xbox just because you know I want to grab something there. Uh, and it's like there's like 12 point achievements there. I don't know why it's like that. I don't know who decided weird. to make that. Maybe they're all <laughs> but, gonna be bronze on PlayStation now. Oh no. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but there's also like an achievement for getting all the other achievements, which I'm like, okay, they just pulled the trophy list for this, huh? Uh, so, um, but yeah, I, I really like it. I mean, it's, you know, it's 2d pixel art. It is one of those kinds of indie games, but for a $20 game, like I've already put probably over 10 hours into it. So, um, and I'm like on the second of five dungeons, um, and I'm just having a great time. Yeah, it looks like a great game to kind of like perfect Switch game to kind of play while you're doing other things. Yeah, do you guys like Dark Souls? Wow! Wow, are really none of us Dark Souls Hard people? No. That's shocking. Uh, I played. Well, I, I played Bloodborne and I enjoyed Bloodborne a bit. I did not beat it, but I got to like I think the fourth boss or something like that, and that was still a good amount of time. But I just yeah. I got distracted. It's not like I didn't like it. Like I had a good time with it. So I feel like I would like Dark Souls if given enough time, but I also never, I didn't play it like back when it first came out and stuff like that, so. Yeah, Dark Souls is a lot more methodical than my experience. I love yeah. Bloodborne. Probably of the five Souls games, it is the best, yeah. or at least my favorite. Um, but I, it's 
it's hard to say if you like Bloodborne. I don't know if you like Dark Souls. I think of all three of the Dark Souls games, you would probably like three the most. Yeah, because it has the most Bloodborne in it. People have said, Um, which makes sense. I did Dark Souls two. I played that quite a bit, but then I reached a point where like there was a lot of paths, a lot of like places I could kind of go, and everywhere, every one I chose, I got my butt kicked, and it was like, am I? Am I supposed to take a certain path because this like this will allow me to level up and get stronger? Like I'm go am I going down the wrong path? And I even tried to look up a guide, like which way should I go? And they're like, Okay, from the starting point, go here and then go here and like I did not follow this. I don't where what should I do from now? And they're like, Nah man, you're too late. It's it's over for <laughs> it's you. Over you fucked you. up, man. It's done. <laughs> it's done. You didn't do anything yet and it's already you lost. Yeah. You have to start a whole new thing. So I mean so I, back to Bloodborne I, one I day. bounced off after that. I like to think of right, if you look at um the map of each of the three Dark Souls games, right? Like Dark Souls one, there's kinda like two or three ways you can go, and there's only real one way that kind of goes to the natural direction and then you get to like the the two-thirds point and then you have to go do four different things and you can do them in whatever order at that point dark souls 2 i like to think of it as like a hand right if you look at it um you have five different paths you can take and eventually you have to take all five of them uh to do like five or six different things and, and basically beat these these specific bosses um and you can you can kind of do them in whatever order you want but it's definitely like, well, here's this poison swamp area. So I guess if I want to deal with that right now, I can. Um, I mean, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2 is kind of like the, the black sheep of the series in a lot of ways. Um, and then Dark Souls 3 is, is like a straight line, right? And it branches very briefly along the yeah. way for, for kind of different optional side areas. Um, but it is, it is very Where's- much... Where's Bloodborne in there for comparison? Bloodborne is probably the closest to Dark Souls one i yeah, guess it does kind of there are different paths and whatnot that you can take but the the thing about bloodborne is it's a lot of uh it's kind of like a tree right you, you you start and you're going linearly for a while and then you yeah. have to go here and then you come back to center and then you have to go here and come back yeah. to center and then here and then you can kind of open up new paths Man, i really did have fun with that game i should go back to it um dark souls it, one remastered is, is pretty great I you won't, won't but i should you won't do it <laughs> You should you should, uh, you should get a buddy and you should go play it with a friend. Yeah, I recommend that. Yeah, I uh, recently went back. Somebody was like, "I want to play Bloodborne," and they were like, "Hey, you should play Bloodborne with me." So I start a new character. We just play it cooperatively. It's very fun. Uh, Dark Souls One Remastered is very good. I don't know, you guys don't like Dark Souls. So I'm I'm just well, I'm just preaching yeah. the choir here. <laughs> yeah, I would like it. It's if good. I tried. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure I would. It's more Dark Souls, but yeah. prettier. It's prettier. Uh, it runs at sixty frames per second, um, which like there was like nice. this infamous part of the game that ran at like a hot sixteen frames per second. Yeah, Blight Town, right? Blight Town, yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody knows it, even if you haven't played it. Blight Town yeah. is just that infamous. <laughs> I um, listened to a lot of podcasts this last week <laughs> yeah. talking about Dark Souls remaster. And Blight Town still is a, just a terrible place, and it's a bad <laughs> section of a video game. But it is nicer when it runs better. Yeah, I can um, see that. And I don't want to monopolize all the time here, but I uh, y'all heard of this little video game called Detroit Become Human. I have, and I'm really bummed that you're the only one this week that's going to be able to talk about it. Uh, because Darian I really played it. Oh, uh, did she? Okay. Excuse me? 
Damn. I literally I'm start sorry. to finish in one stream. I, I was so fucking hyped for this game. Let's I really, really it. wish I could have played it, but I don't have the money for it at the moment. Well, you should have participated in her sh- giveaway. Yeah, you should have been in my... I was my... probably streaming at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Friendly friendly competition right there. Yeah, I'll just be streaming and be like, hold on, guys. Let me hop in Darian's chat to win I'm this trying giveaway. Trying to get a fucking game. Just hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, just you give guys me five come minutes. too, and then, if I, and then if you win, give it to me so I can play it for you, right? Could like, you just be cool? Yeah, just be cool, guys. Hold on. We're just going to watch another streamer for 10 minutes. It's fine. On my stream. (laughs) On my stream. We're going to pull it up. (laughs) I got to win this, all right? If if you were getting free shit, you'd do it too. (laughs) Um, Darren, what did you think about it? Uh, Well, I loved it. I loved it as well. So, I mean, (laughs) you know. I uh, noticed the way you framed the question. Like, what did you think? What did, how did you feel? How did Detroit make you feel? Here, I'll ask this, and I'll, I'll try and be as vague as possible. Yeah, how did you feel about the lady what sits at the menu? <laughs> oh, I know what lady you're talking really about. Really good. Really good? So you feel good. Like, she just feel I, great about her? Yes. Now, you played it in all in one it, sitting? All in one sitting. Okay. Did you ever do the survey? I did. Okay. Because I, I feel like if you don't like come out of the game and go back into it, I, I don't know how they, they bring that into it. Um, yeah, I, I, like I, I did it in chunks, so there was a lot of back and forth with me and uh, Menu Lady, <laughs> main Menu yeah. Lady. I actually, and, yeah, I interacted with Menu Lady at the beginning. And yeah, and that was it. You are just like, eh, you're fine, <laughs> I guess. And then at the end, she was like, I got... I gotta go do some stuff. You're like, all right, whatever, yeah. man. Cool. Uh, you do you, honey. I was like, I, all right, what? <laughs> I don't think I even, like, I paused once and sh- it was in the middle of a cutscene. So, like, even then, not. No. Nothing. <laughs> so I was like, am I supposed to be attached to this person? <laughs> like, did I mess up? Do I, li- do I like you? <laughs> I don't know how I feel right now. Uh, I I think Detroit, unless it, Bryce, if you really wanted to your 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 joke, I I really would. Oh, like no, to hear I was, it. Get, I was it's it it like Genie from Aladdin. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> like Genie from Aladdin. Genie. Uh, you she you get three wishes to her, and one of them is like, may I take this survey where you're going to we're going to ask me if I would have sex with an android, and I'm I'm going to vehemently say yes. <laughs> <laughs> would have been my answer too. It's okay. Yeah, man. Do you think you could be friends with an android? Oh, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I played the shit out of Portal 2 when it came out. Mm -hmm. And then I got into a really deep part of Tumblr where there was a lot of people doing like human cores (laughs) and stuff. And I may or may not have developed a huge gross crush on human wheatley and so like <laughs> Yo, on. wait wait this human wheatley dot tumblr dot com oh no 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 let me get just, you the link human wheatley dot no 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 i'll just google a picture really quick the one that is oh like, she has it bookmarked don't now, keep, is it bookmarked hold on hold on my, like, human well, wheatley dot tumblr dot com is a website but no one's using it so Hold on, like, give me a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, I'm only. Awesome. This is a screen cap from a video of someone that someone did that. Oh, there was like a video. A... Oh, well, I'm seeing did, human wheat. I mean, it they... just looks like Stephen Merchant. Yes, exactly. So I had a crush on Stephen Merchant. So you just had a crush on Stephen really. Merchant. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, so there was a few years so there where that. people joked a about few years. wanting to fuck a robot. Yeah. Years. Wow. High school wow. was rough. All right. <laughs> what a what a life. Man, I uh, I like that. 
I mean, human Wheatley out here. (laughs) (laughs) The game, the game probably answered this question. So you guys can tell me, do all androids have dicks or is just the sex ones? So, uh, unclear, undetermined. (laughs) You don't see android genitalia at any point in the game. Spoilers. Downvote, dude. Can't play it anymore. Damn. You can ask for it, though. Because, like, they made it clear that they they did make it clear that there are sex robots. So you would think that the distinction is that they're the ones with the penises. Or or why why would you 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 have a a penis to a normal one? Well, why? Why, why do they need one? Now yeah, here's the sure thing: a waste of space. You know, they can kind of like take their skin off and put it back on. Oh, um, they make it seem like some kind of weird illusionary magic is generating <laughs> their their magic skin. Uh, so they could maybe just like generate one. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the difference between like putting on clothes and growing a penis. But okay, let me tell you. <laughs> Put on clothes and go to penis. Name money book. See, I see no uh, no distinction there. Actually, the I mean, Darian, Darian's like, am I gonna that's put on a t-shirt it. today or grow a penis? <laughs> yeah, that's it's really it's a it's a very binary option, uh, and it, there's no middle ground. You cannot I, do both. Here's my thing, uh, Bryce. Why is it that they have to have a penis? Why can't you just love the android for who they are? Yeah, what the fucking fuck, got him, dude. Get dunked on. <laughs> Get dunked on. Uh, wow. I would say I've had a lot of conversations about Detroit recently. Uh, it's a, I think it is a very good video game. It's a very flawed video game in a lot of ways. Yeah. I would say in spite of all that, I still loved it. Uh, it's the mm-hmm. best Quantic Dream game. And um, we had um, over at IrrationalPassage.com, we, uh, we had a conversation, a roundtable conversation about it. Um where me and two of the editors and uh, uh, guest Trevor Starkey, we sat down and we we kind of talked about... It was both like a spoiler cast and a conversation about uh, Detroit and, and both its problems and its its uh, triumphs. I would say there there's much more... For folks out there that like very much dislike David Cage, which I get it, um, you know, I was here for it, but not everyone was... Um, this feels the most like a game built by a team, right? It, it feels the least like, well, this is David Cage's game. Um, it feels like there there's a lot of different people and components that contributed to this um, that really cared about it. And they really wanted not necessarily to say something, but to tell, tell a good story. Uh, and I was, I was really impressed by both how well it balanced its three characters um, and, and how, it attempted to 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 tackle those topics like i think by default anything about uh folks rising up or or pushing back against prejudice or slavery or things like that it's going to be inherently appropriative at points um what i like is that um detroit because it's you know it's a player driven game it gives you the option to be less appropriative right you, you could say you could be marching through the streets and you know raising your fist and yelling end slavery which is bad maybe uh <laughs> or you could try and and change that message to something unique something uh that you've built in your own unique story and of all of the the quantic dream games i think it very much allows you to to 
like narrate your own story and, and really have a unique or specific ending. The way it branches at the end is pretty buck wild. Like it, it gets very, very specific to some of the things that you do and, and some of the decisions you make. Um, I thought it was really great. Uh, I, Did you get any good endings your first playthrough? I uh, I would say two of my characters had a had a triumphant ending, uh, and one of them unfortunately did not. But like that third character was very much like this is the tragic storyline, uh, and it it felt like uh, it it ended the way that story was going. Right, mm. there was a lot of loss, there was a lot of death, uh, there was a lot of sacrifices made there, and the way it ended, kind of wrapped wrapped that all up in a way that made sense for that character and for for the choices I made along that and the the same is true of the other two um I, I like of the three like I, I like Kara and and Connor the most I think Marcus he you know they're trying to to wrestle with the most difficult subject matter with him and he for folks that don't know he's kind of like the revolutionary android uh you only play androids you play three different androids um and uh, you know, it, it just it struggles the most. It 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 struggles to both find itself and 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 find what it's trying to say in that story the most. But like Connor, I thought was very good, uh, even at its moments where it's like the most tropey buddy cop, uh, to the moments where it's like trying to like who is this character? What does he want to do? Um, and how is he coming to grips with wanting to do something? Because that's that's not what he's supposed to be about. Um, and then Kara is, is kind of like the most straightforward, I would say. I like it a lot. A lot of thoughts and feelings. Okay. Uh, that's that's all I've been playing, though. Let me. Uh, you guys want me to talk for another 45 minutes? <laughs> uh, no, let's, let's see what Darian has to say about what she's been playing. All right, let me just hit you with that. League of Legends. Oh, I came here Favorite. for this. Got to talk about it every two weeks. Love it. No, also in League one. of Legends, they released a new character, and every time they mm. release a new character, champion, it's like, I should not be doing ranked right now, because they're dumb asses who are like, yeah, we're going to bring this new champ in. He's been out for six hours, but I can bring <laughs> him into ranked. It's fine. I will say, like, after playing a lot of Overwatch, they do a thing where they release a new hero, and then, like, two weeks later, they're available and competitive. Like, they really... Are like, hold on, everybody learn this character. They like time get it. And League's just like, nah, just fine. Lee's Go like, for it. It's fine. Go for it. That's funny. You guys want to mess up your MMR? It's all you. You got this. <laughs> you think and they I'm would think like, about it a little God. bit more? Yeah. It's a little odd. But. Now, I, I have so many questions about League of Legends. As someone, <laughs> let me tell you, I had a tryst with League of Legends in the year of our Lord 2012. Uh, I, mine was probably exactly that same year. The the benefit of having a podcast that's been around for eight years is that you can just kind of go back into the recesses of your your fucking mistakes and just really get into it. My <laughs> Mine experience, was that exact year. exactly. My experience with League of Legends, there was one day, uh, let's let's call it like August 2012, where I played League of Legends for 15 hours straight. After that day, I never played League of Legends again. <laughs> that's what broke you. I was like, nah, that's it. Because, because fuck that game. Now, I just want to know, is that what the feeling is every time you play League of Legends? Is that what it's like? I just don't get how people can keep going. You know, there's well, got to be a breaking point. How do you not give up? So, usually, I'm a very vocal person. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly complaining or celebrating something. And so I, I, I've set this rule with myself that while I'm playing, as long as I don't say, fuck, I hate this game or fuck <laughs> this game, I can keep going. But once I start saying, fuck this game, this is bullshit, I hate this game, like, and, and start saying self-deprecating things, then I have to stop playing League and I have to find something else to play. Because at that point, the toxicity is just breeding and it's just opening up and it's just going to breed more toxicity. Yeah. And so I just, if I get to that point, I can't play League anymore that day. That's a good, good Now, movie. I have a very, there is, I, I apologize in advance because there's just a very long lineage of inside jokes about League of Legends from, from my dumb, terrible podcast. Uh, <laughs> ha, could you teach me how to jungle? <laughs> No. Okay. No. Wow. Right off the bat, just no. Here, I don't. My, I played two roles, and neither mm-hmm. of them wow. is the jungle. I played one I will champion say this. in the jungle. Do you play I an AD not. carry? That's not I what they call to. them anymore, right? That's what I used to do. Yeah, there's still AD carries. Okay. Because uh, like, have they converted everybody? Because they used to try and get get everyone to call them marksmen. Yes. They, they're still under the marksman tab. Okay. But everyone but still says everybody ADC. Everybody calls them AD carry. Okay. Um, yeah. I have a my license this plate is, was AD carry for two years. This is a wow. cool observation. You're saying you only play two roles. Back when I used to play, I used to basically do the same, but you had to at least know at least one champion on each role because the rank system was you get in and whoever the order was, you got what you wanted based on the order of picking the champions. Mm-hmm. So if I was number five, I was a support. And mm-hmm. I never played support. But now with the new, like, queuing up system, you can basically only play two, right? Like, are you ever forced to play something you don't want? There is something called autofill. So, like, you will get your selected roles for X amount of games. And then eventually you'll be, for those oh. games, you're autofill protected. And then you will no longer be autofill protected and so if queue times are extra long, they're going to just put you in whatever role is needed, which is also usually support. Interesting. Uh, occasionally wow. it's jungle, which is weird. But um, for the most part, if I'm autofilled, I'm put I was support. Bad at I've also been autofilled top before. But for okay. the most well, part, they'll put you in your selected okay. roles. And especially when you are in a series and ranked, you are autofill protected. Yeah. Um, and oh, then well, that's cool. at any point, Except for in a series, you could be auto-filled to whatever the queue needs to lower queue yeah. times. Overwatch has basically taken place of my like competitive need, and it kind of weirds me out that they still don't have a queue up for a role system. Like you just go into ranked, and as, like if we want to, if nobody's talking in voice, it can just be five uh, DPS. It's like oh well, that's interesting. But doesn't the the amount or like the, the amount of stuff you need depend on what side you're on as well as like what map you're uh, on? I mean, it can because depend. The game these days, it's change up what. Yeah, I mean, these days it's kind of mostly sta- like kind of standard, but like it can. I mean, when I played a couple of months ago, it was like you would really want um, like two healers, two tanks, two DPS type thing. Um, but I don't know. It does change. It's not exactly as set in stone as League. Yeah, I are you saying that you should always use protection? Yes, <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. Got the eye roll, but Robot Dicks didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's because 
I am here for robot dicks. I am here for him for robot dicks. <laughs> All right. I mean, I just want to know. Uh, Can somebody clip that? I want that to be my new donation sound. <laughs> I'm something. here for robot dicks. I want that here forever. Okay. <laughs> League of Legends seems okay and also terrible. It is. It is. It's very addicting <laughs> because if you win, like if you do well, it's it feels so good. But like if your team is doing poorly, there's I feel like it's one of the worst feelings in the world. <laughs> have, you, have you ever dabbled with the Dota Two? Oh, I played Dota Two for like a total of like five hours, and I, having been playing League for like three and a half years before I ever opened Dota, I couldn't. You're like because... fuck turn speed. Y'all, well, that's what I couldn't deal with when I tried I it too. Fucking turn speed. When you turn in Dota, like in League, oh, if you're looking yeah. this way and you click you over go. here, they just they just go right. Yeah. But in Dota, for every character, there's a specific turn speed. So if you're looking over here and you look this way and you click to go this way, they're like, All right. <laughs> and then they start going. It's yeah. it's and then they slide into to. your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know a couple of people who uh i have a friend who was really into smite for a while and i played heroes of the storm for a bit and i still enjoy that game every now and then but like i just can't get back into mobas because there's just a huge time commitment it's just it's just a big time sink that's my main problem with it mm-hmm. but yeah what else have you been playing Darian? i also <laughs> played through detroit become human nice all in one stream and I ended up getting very disconnected from it about three quarters of the way through because my chat was just (laughs) not having it with the decisions I was making. (laughs) And they were like, I had to keep stopping paying attention to the game or like just like making the Android stand still while I talked to chat and tried to talk them through what happened. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I ended up getting all bad endings. um, Oh, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. I was really sad. And then I was like, oh, wait, I can't wait to play this game again so I can, you know, I know what to do next time. And then, like, they were like, if you ever play this game on stream again, I will kill you. <laughs> I was like, wow. damn. I feel like that's a... Is, is interesting. It's a little toxic, My you know. is really toxic, yeah. League of Legends. You gotta, you gotta rein that in. You gotta rein that in. I say as my, one of my mods, his favorite thing is to troll me. So I can't really talk too much. I don't know. <laughs> Darian's, Darian's got a different do. kind of community. Really? My mods really are... Anyway, we're going to continue on. <laughs> PUBG, I also played that. That was fun. Uh, it's in... Oh, and I played another game. It's in here somewhere. Monster Prom. Monster Prom. That was kind of fun, too. I played that just a few times quickly, and it was just... It's so cute and cheesy. And it's <laughs> also incredibly hard to get good endings. I has it, none like of Detroit. you have played that, so it's a dating sim. Um, Isn't it a dating like multiplayer? Yeah, sim? It's, you can you play can. single or multi. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You can do it multi. You can do online now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I played through the first time, found out that one of the characters is voiced by Jinx from League of Legends, and I was like, "That's my girl. That's the one I need." <laughs> That's and the so one. the whole game was just me trying to get her and I got her secret ending the first playthrough and I was like wow this game is so cool it's so easy I got the secret ending with my favorite character first time her name is Polly by the way yes and then uh 
And then the rest of the time, I kept trying to pick, like, I, I, I centralized on, like, a different character the next time and could not get it. <laughs> and I was like, what? I, I played through trying to get the the Gorgon's secret ending. I can't remember what her name is, but I think she's also voiced by Ari from League of Legends. Wow. Something that was sticking out of my head. She sounded like anyway. I don't know if that's accurate, but I was like, I got to get her this time. And I, I played through, like... Team six different times and could not get a good ending with her she would not go to prom with me and i was like what do you want from me? <laughs> just go to prom <laughs> but yeah so that was fun that's nice. fun to just stop it take if it says that a, a quick playthrough takes about a half an hour but i can zip through it in like 15 minutes because i'm actually not reading any of the dialogue <laughs> i'm just Is like, that like the whole point was that a good response all right gotta do more of those <laughs> Wow. Maybe, maybe that's why, like, the game detects if you're reading or not, and that's the only way to get the good ending for her. Fuck that. That'd be pretty fancy. I guess I'm never going to get the good ending <laughs> All right. Is it my turn to talk about my, my video games? If you Hell insist. Yeah. I would love to talk about my video games, which were the main one that I've been playing for the last two weeks, which most people are going to be, if you haven't been watching my streams, you're going to be like, okay, that's weird. Elder Scrolls Online, because I've been really craving to play an MMO recently, and I hopped back into Guild Wars 2, tried World of Warcraft for a bit, and WoW's still great, but like ESO, I knew that I have a couple of friends that do enjoy that game, so I was like, I can get them in this with me. So uh, we've been playing that for like the last two weeks, and it's so good. It's so much fun. And the actual like PvP, we tried Battlegrounds. Uh, that was surprisingly fun too. Like We've just have been having a really good time with that. And then Destiny 2, you know, on and on and off, you know. Here we go. This yeah. is what I came here for. <laughs> He's wearing his Destiny 2 t-shirt. Yeah. Came on my podcast and talking about <laughs> Destiny 2. I did. What's going on, man? How's it uh, feel? It's, <laughs> it's kind of gotten worse. Expansion <laughs> being announced tomorrow. Let's yeah, that's go. True. By the time you guys hear this, we're not going to talk too much about that, but by the time because by the time you guys hear this, there will already be the announcement for year 2 of Destiny 2. Uh, you know, I'm going to be doing a stream for that, but it's, it, don't even bother pipping it out cuz it'll be go well, if anybody's watching this live, I'll be live tomorrow at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time watching the stream. Um but yeah, it's gotten the game itself has gotten better, but the, my feelings on it have slightly gotten worse, mostly because of a personal thing where a lot of my friends have, like, moved over to PC and they, like, left a lot of my PS4 friends behind. And I can play on both. I own it on both. But, like, I feel... I, I'm not leveled enough, so I can't really do any raids or anything on PC. But, like, I they just... Like, I have friends who own it on PS4 and are raid-ready, but they just don't want to raid because they want to play on PC. But I'm like, I have friends that don't own computers that I want to play with, that I've been playing for like three years with, you know? I don't want to abandon them. So it's been a lot of like co contention for me where I don't want to do PC because I don't have the time, but I really need to like... But if I do PC, I'm going to only do PC because I have to commit to it. So I've basically just been playing like the only people left on PS4 for me to raid with basically are only available Friday nights for like two hours and Saturday nights for like two hours. So we've been going through half a raid a week. <laughs> Hell yeah. Not really, but we, it's like a lot of 
chipping away and not as much time as I would like to do it. So the these last couple of weeks I've been playing Elder Scrolls through the weekdays and then weeknights I've been doing Destiny. Um, played a little bit of Overwatch. That was fun. You know, I've played a little bit for like a couple hours off like one Saturday night. And then uh, State of Decay 2, I played that for one stream the day it came out and played, you know, for about four hours there really enjoyed it i was like this was really fun this was uh this was a good time but then as soon as i ended and i did and i stopped i was like i don't know if i ever need to come back to that like it was fun but like i don't know if i if i need that in my life like i I don't know it was it was a lot of fun but it just wasn't uh there's a lot of games out there you know (laughs) i didn't know if it was worth my time or not and then i did play a little bit of the mario tennis aces online tournament demo and uh that was really fun as well but i'm going to get that and play that with the single player and not online because my god i'm bad i'm so bad i was just getting destroyed and i was like i can't do this uh but yeah i that's usually less games than what i have each week usually i have like five more where i'm like i did this and this but i've just been playing a lot of elder scrolls and destiny do you ever play the first state of decay uh no, actually I did, but not for long. I played for like four hours or something. Um, I like share games with like my brother in law, and one day I sat down and played it because it really is a game that I would I would like. It's it's very much a game for me, and I did enjoy it then too. But I just never got back around to it. Uh, but I deleted the first one off of my Xbox Drive because I'm like I got two. If I'm gonna play one, I'll play the second one. But yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious about the second. Someday I'll get to it, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. It's good. It's definitely a lot of fun. Okay. I don't have anyone to play with, which is kind of a bummer. I feel like Yo, I'll play. co-op yeah. is... All right. Yeah, I did co-op with Mister, somebody. I'll never play again. I'll never know if I'll ever <laughs> I'll play, play, play again. Uh, <laughs> co-op's fun. Yeah. I played with a friend uh, for a little bit that night. Like, I played two hours single player, and then somebody else joined me um it's good it's definitely good i would like to if i was able to just play if streaming was like my full-time thing i would stream for like six hours in the morning and then six hours at night i'd play like 12 hours of video games a day so i would get through a lot more video games but at the moment four hours a night uh for six nights a week only really and i really enjoy like mmos and stuff it doesn't really let me finish too many games let me tell you about moonlighter my man Want to. I, I, got a, I got a jam for you. Yeah, it sounds good. It does. Bryce, what have you, you been You know playing? what's a gem? Pokemon Quest. Oh my. Disagree. Okay. Strong disagree. <laughs> so, I mean, they announced it with their uh, other Pokemon stuff that we'll be talking about later. But they're just like, hey, Pokemon Quest, it's uh, going to be coming to mobile, but it's on Switch right now. I downloaded it and I was like, oh. This is kind of interesting and simple, uh, but I, I kind of played with it more, and, and definitely the like majority of the 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 uh, gameplay is the the team management, um, trying to make sure you've got the right like combos. You need to have like a tank. You need to have um, um, a ranged person. You need to kind of have a good balance, and then there, you also have the different areas which will have like a type to it so if you have uh the pokemon that you know are good against uh psychic or whatever then you'll get uh stronger bonuses against them so it's a lot of team management but the actual going through 
is is automated to like they'll they will go and and attack like you can't tell them to stop you can tell them to kind of like dodge or whatever uh once in a while but for the most part they just kind of go through and attack on their own um but you do get to tell them to do their power moves and those will be on a timer so you kind of gotta you know figure out when when to use them correctly but what's honestly what i like about this is that it is you know it has microtransactions and stuff but they made grinding so easy that I see no reason anybody should really have to do it because the you you can have it so that you can manually control the power moves, but you can press a button where they will control their power moves and they'll be nowhere as good as you. Um, like I, I have having my guy who does his kind of harden and and gives a team buff uh, a, a endurance buff to everybody, but he on auto he like hardly ever uses it and it's like okay it's not you're not really that helpful but you know i i'll wake up in the morning and i'll just turn it on and just have them them go through uh the stuff uh while i'm getting ready or like when i get home like it's got timers it's got all that stuff to try and encourage you to spend money but definitely but like here's the question yes why do it then be- because i mean you get the the enjoyment of watching them level up uh you get to swap sure. out the deals and and stuff and so if you enjoy for someone who loves grinding you would I, think this would be I all mean, about yeah but usually at least i like games where i put in like i don't have to pay full attention so i can like watch podcasts or listen to music or something but i'm still doing something with my hands that's yeah. mainly the big concern you, you whereas can, on this it seems you like you're literally to increase your endurance placing it down yeah. now well, now <laughs> teddy i think it's that you like winding and grinding it's a little bit different yeah yeah a little bit <laughs> winding and grinding i mean for the harder battles and also i have no idea what's driving by my house it sounds very loud <laughs> i get it maybe um, so for the harder battles, you definitely do need to pay attention and use the moves correctly and, and using your power moves correctly can decide a battle. Uh, but for when, like when you hit a, a wall where you're like, my guys are not strong enough, you can sit there and, and send them on those easier miss- missions and have them do their auto thing and not have to worry about that wall. Like instead of sitting there and manually having to grind, this takes the grind for people who don't like to grind. It takes it out if you don't want to. If you want to do the grind and want to manually control them, you can. But like, I, I, I love that it offers the option to, 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 to kind of pull out the BS that I don't want to deal with. And so it's there for like, if you're if you're in a hurry, you could throw money at it. And honestly, like. <laughs> I, I looked. I looked at the money options, and they don't even. They don't even seem that great. I don't. I. It, it seems like a weird way for them to handle that. But I hate when video games are like, man. I wish I could spend money better in this video game. Yeah, it's just rough. You know, what are you gonna do? You're gonna have to play the game. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's not something where you can get like power ups or anything. You can get like if you buy it. But, uh, like a pack will give you some level one Pokemons with some special moves. I don't know what the special move does, but it's not like a it's not like a high level Pokemon they give you. They give you a level one, and then you have to level it up. So 
They, like, even if you spend money, you still have to play the game. I'm not gonna lie, you slightly convinced me to maybe try it, so also, I don't know. Also, the... <laughs> slightly the, maybe. The cave uh, world, the soundtrack on that, freaking awesome. I love the uh, the chiptune. Uh, Can you give us a uh, little sample of that one? I, uh, sadly, I want you to do it with your mouth. Yeah, why are you sadly, doing I'm it? out of battery, uh, <laughs> both in my mouth and in, in the game. So, uh, your mouth is out of battery. In, in 10 Drink minutes and 47 seconds, I'll have enough uh, uh, charge to be able to go through the cave again. All right, I'm good. I think I'm unconvinced now. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I also just bought Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because a friend good. has been hassling me to. It's a real good video game. To, it's only been uh, two years, it feels like, since he had the opportunity to buy that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be yeah. fair, I had it right at launch, but then I gave it to somebody. Um, it's a real good. I have like I've 65 required. hours in that game yeah. now. I'm a cheerleader. <sighs> and uh, then I I play the Mario Tennis Aces. I'm, Were you better at that than me? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Like, it's too complicated. There's too many buttons. There's too much going on. I don't. It. I will say the way they introduce everything is a lot. Yeah. Like for a while, I was reading it on stream, and I was just like, "Oh my god, there's." There's so much here, but once you start playing, it's there's not as much as you think. I but know. yeah, I I wish I could have um, like I think if I played the real game and like the single player, and you kind of learn it more as you go, as it gets like it starts off easy and you face harder and harder people. I think that probably would have been a lot better of an introduction. I feel like there's definitely like little margin for error for the like I only when you're playing sit online, there and lob it back sure. and forth. That if you try if you try and do a power move or anything and are not like really precise, it's you're you're aft. Yeah. So there's little margin for error with that game. Doesn't play around. Well, you okay? I don't have a good transition. That's been uh, Thank wh- you. what you've been playing. Just give it up. <laughs> uh, time to get into the news. Finally, seventy. 70- Billion minutes into the podcast. Let's get in the news, boys. Alex O'Neill called, <laughs> called a shot minutes. when he came on. It's true. Here's the thing. Like I said before, I'm I'm here until 10. So, I, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Dude, I'm here until the end of fucking time. Let's fucking <laughs> get go. Get on my level. <laughs> I podcast like my life depends on it because I'm only alive when I'm here. Let's go. That's- I'm only alive when I'm here. Wow. <laughs> Was it too real? Alex O'Neill <laughs> podcast like he's running out of time. Yeah. Up like a Damn right. Let's get on the Hamilton tip. Yep. I'm here for it. Uh, the PS4 is dying. I'm sorry to right. let you all know. Wow, that's a really sad way yep. to. You gonna? Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. That. Just like Hamilton. <laughs> pour one just, out. Just like pour Hamilton. Out for you, boy. PS4, PS4 is dying. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to make it sad. Okay. Well, no, it's I'm not. I'm gonna go cry the, now. The quote is literally, he's like in the next three years or something like that. Yeah. So basically. Uh, originally he came out, uh, to some investors, and it was Mr. Magoo. John Codera. Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Magoo, guy. as he is also known on Twitter, <laughs> at Mr. Magoo. John Codera. Hit him up. Uh, said that the PS4 is entering the end of its life cycle in a Son- Sony's corporate sh- strategy meeting. Now, everybody kind of freaked out about this, and he kind of came back and was like, okay... Hold your horses. And he was like, over the next three years, Sony will take steps to prepare for the future, which is they're they're considering they're going to start R&D. They're going to look at making the next PlayStation 5. Like shocking 
Like, <laughs> I don't know. Who um, didn't see this coming? I don't know. So, so like, yeah, I mean, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but that's still a long ways the off. The light at the end of the tunnel. What a terrible reference. It's more like we're entering the tunnel. We're moving out of the light. Into, I love no, my PS4. Like the, entering the tunnel is buying your PS4. Then you're in the tunnel. You're in the light. But the and tunnel's then, like you, a bad place. You're it's turning a, around, a yeah, and you're, exactly. you're aiming your pistol at the sky, and you just see Aaron Burr's eyes just fucking <laughs> cock loaded, pulling the trigger right Damn. on your face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like, the, the PlayStation 4 successor, whatever it is, obviously, you know, they've been thinking about it since the moment the PS4 came out. Um, and, and, you know, it's natural. I When I think about this, I think about... Um, you know, PS4 releases in 2013. PS3 games were still coming out into 2015, yeah. right? Like Destiny 1 came out on PlayStation Ooh, 3 man. and PlayStation 4 in the year of our Lord 2014. I don't I know why I keep saying that. Kids. Persona 5 came out on the PS3. Persona, Persona 5, 5 came on the PS3. just yeah, came out crazy. on PlayStation 3. Yeah, crazy uh, thing. It, it's, a, it's a thing where, you know, while this one is is slowly being lowered into the ground. <laughs> Very slow. Very slow. Uh, you know, they, they're preparing, and I'm sure they'll announce and, and probably launch that, that next uh, platform within those three years, probably yeah. toward the latter half of it. But uh, it's it's a good idea. It's it's nice to have kind of like a time frame in mind. Yeah, but for it, real, honestly. It's, it's not like they took it out back and just shot it in the yeah. face. Like, I'm glad they didn't just come out also like next year just like we wouldn't get too many rumors or something like if they came out and it was more of a surprise i kind of would have been more bummed than if we were more led into it because this way i'm like okay i can ready my money because <laughs> i can't just drop that most it's of the time like, it's like that meme uh where the guy's with the girl and he sees this other girl so yeah. like the, the old girl is the the playstation 4 and sony's kind of looking looking at the yeah. next one they're not there yet they're just yeah they're, they're still in the relationship but he's he's got his eyes over there he sees <laughs> he sees yeah. what's going what, on what i think is interesting is like you know in in 2012 to 2013 when we were kind of in that transitionary period to ps4 um which was you know announced and then announced in february of 2013 and then released in, in november like this didn't happen because things have changed considerably since then I think with just how leaks work and whatnot, like we wouldn't even be having like this guy wouldn't even be sending these tweets kind of like damage controlling and, and this wouldn't be public information if this was happening five years ago because like just how everything has changed and and everybody knows everything and everything leaks and and more information is just available to folks like I think realistically we should kind of just like this this information shouldn't even have been out there it, yeah. it's we're continuing down the natural progression of this generation. Uh, and it, like, I think it's easy to overthink it, but I don't think these arbitrary numbers of three years and this is ending blah, blah, blah. I don't think that really means anything. I, I think in context, anything can change at any moment because of how quickly everyone needs to react now. Yeah. Uh, and like, we could still get a PS5 announced and released next year with PS4 games released into fucking 2022 or whatever. Um, it's, it, I would not take this too as like gospel in my opinion. Well, I would like to preach the gospel of the PlayStation Vita. It's coming back. Yeah, preach it. Um, <laughs> in an interview with Bloomberg Japan, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Kodero 
says his company considers various options around the PlayStation Vita again. This comes after his predecessor house said last fall that portable gaming is not a big market. So I guess they're kind of wish-washy about it. But honestly, play, if they launch a Vita successor along the PlayStation 5, because oh God, the PlayStation even... Vita fell in that weird time yeah. that, that, that they didn't quite know what like it wasn't powerful enough to remote play with or like it did remote play with the ps3 but it was really bad at it and like they definitely figured out what it should be at the playstation 4 but it wasn't quite ready when it came out the ps4 wasn't even like it wasn't even known right as far as i know so the ps3 it came out like during the ps3's life and then eventually it came out with the ps4 so it was like in between it existed in both timelines very weird um, so definitely, like, if they're considering it, and, and, I mean, this talk happens around the same time where they're talking about the successor, they're if those two things it. come together, that's, I mean... Don't, don't even begin to get my dreams. I want to know, I guess you're a big Vita fan, Bryce? Honestly, I, I love the potential. Is. I love... Yeah, he's not. <laughs> I love... <laughs> I have a Vita. I mean, it's in a drawer, but I we all have Vitas. They're all in dust-covered drawers, dead somewhere. Uh, mine wasn't until this year when I got the Switch. I was using it up until I got my Switch, and then I was like, "Ah, sorry." My my sorry, question is Vita. like, what would you want from a Vita two? I would want a Switch on the PlayStation, but they would never do that. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like it's g- done. Give us a screen the size of the Vita, or not a uh, size of the Switch, and make remote play freaking good. All I want, honestly, all I want is sell a controller. It's like 80 bucks, 100 bucks with a screen in the middle, like DualShock literally just stretched. There's a screen in the middle. Well, not not stretched, but like, you know, where the touchpad is, is a little bit bigger of an area to have a little mini screen. Just a little bit bigger though. Just be an $80 or $100 thing where you can remote play. That's it. It's just a controller that you can remote play from whatever internet connection. But if it's anything else, if it's an actual Vita 2... I, like, why would I... I don't know. You're still going to run into the, the internet throttling yeah. kind of of the issue of remote play. It's just kind of internet infrastructure. Remote play itself isn't even that great. I don't know if I would even buy that controller. But <laughs> if they were to do something that was a Vita 2 and not like a Switch on the PlayStation, then that's the only other thing I could think of. Yeah. I mean, the, the Vita was a great home for indies. like, And it still Which is. is like, now the Switch is home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Switch kind of so, took that. So you know? if, you know... And I, I mean, I loved if uh, if I had the ability and two, I would want to play it on the Vita because of the trophies. Yeah. Uh, so here's my thing, right? Okay. Sony is like ostracized Vita or indie games for whatever reason, right? It, it feels like that relationship is not as strong as it once was. Maybe because Adam Boys isn't there, or whatever you yeah. want to say. Um, and Nintendo like a vulture waiting in the wings was like come come underneath my wing and they just scooped them all up and they took them all over here yeah and from every like indie developer i've talked to and and all these folks like they're treating nintendo is treating these indie developers very well they're giving them a lot of options they're helping them develop their games they're helping them publish they're giving them exclusivity they're promoting them uh in their nindies like the the indie directs say what you will about like their timing and them being announced and then happening a week later like that is way more promotion than a lot of these indie games have ever gotten and sony never did anything like that save for like e3 2014 when they had all those indies on the stage and it's been four years since then yeah. i just feel like 
if if Sony was like, all right, we're going to take Crack of Vita 2. It's going to be your indie darling again. We're going to do that. All the indie developers would be like, nah, man. Like, I, I got a good gig right now. I got yeah. I got a nice situation. I'm in an intimate relationship, and I feel like I'm being taken care of right now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm scared that if I get back in this abusive, neglectful relationship, you're going to use me to build your platform up and then toss me to the side like you did before. Uh, I just, like, I, maybe it's a little... A little dramatic. I think that's pretty uh, spot on. Yeah. But like I feel like that's the vibe right now. I, I just don't see them being able to win back that that community of developers yeah. again. I mean, the the PlayStation Vita always had a dedicated fan base. They still do. Like Stardew Valley is coming to the Vita at this point because people oh, yeah. demanded it. It's a little so, late. I yeah, really it's, wanted it's, it like forever ago when I didn't have my Switch and I was getting into Stardew. I was like, yeah, put it on the Vita. But now I have it on the I Switch. I played 78 hours of it on my Nintendo Switch in January. Yeah. So they missed the boat, all right? I logged, like, 500 hours, but I probably only played, like, 30 of those because of a glitch. Now, was the glitch involving this cat on your lap? No. Nope. This is just my baby. Okay. Pretty great. <laughs> he lives here. I love, I love this cat. I don't yeah, know I'm, this cat, I'm but I love I'm a big fan. <laughs> If I, I I guess I don't know what the Vita two would be, but if it was it's some not sort happening. of let it die, if it was some sort of Switch contender, now if they put I let it like die it... on the Vita, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that game for a hot minute there, but wasn't Game's the right. first Vita like a JRPG machine? The first thing? Vita, the PlayStation Portable, yeah. No. Well, the PS Vita did have a lot of JRPGs. If you wanted to play JRPGs, a Vita, the Vita was a good place for it. For sure. Tales of Hearts R. I own that game. Still haven't played it. Persona someday. Four Golden. It was great. Hell yeah. Just give me my trophy. Never, game of Never beat it because I accidentally got rid of my save. I was in the last dungeon. It was a. It was the whole thing. I'm broken on the inside now that you've told me yeah, that, Teddy. It's I'm gonna rough. die tonight when I get to bed. I was having. <laughs> I was in the last dungeon. I got. It took me so long because the Vita, one of the biggest mistakes were how expensive the memory cards were. And I was trying Hell to yeah. get a 64 gigabyte one forever. And then I finally was like, yeah, I got a 64 gigabyte. And then I, you know, didn't think about it. Got rid of the old memory card. I was like, yeah, it's all in the cloud. When I realized I had thrown it away, I was like, oh, it's all in the cloud. And then I checked my Persona 4 it's and I was like, oh, no. And I oh, ran no, out to wasn't. the garbage and it had already been gone because it was like the next day. Like they took the garbage and I was like, so that was bad you literally like, threw it away you yeah. threw away your hopes and dreams yep. for that game it was rough and i was like you know what it's fine uh i'll i'll read uh, well originally i was like i'm never gonna play this again i'll watch the anime i was like i'm never gonna play this again and then the next day i lo- i logged back in and then like the that week i had like 20 hours in it. but i never beat it it's my favorite also, game there of all is time an Teddy. crawling on my monitor so i need to kill him well i don't know why we had to know about that I, I don't had know to, if I, I needed... had to kill him. There we go. Yeah, but you could have just killed him, and I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't you know, questioned it. I had to. He needed. It's not to like the cat. The cat's important to the narrative. Dying. Okay. Alex, <laughs> you know what yes. I question? Microsoft's decision to lay off their Xbox support staff. Can you tell me about that? I mean, here's the deal. If what, what if I told you, Bryce, that you're you're paying all these people to support your your platform, your social media, whatever, but you could fire those people and have people do it for free <laughs> that have volunteered for it. 
Oh, so like Teddy and Darian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm firing uh, you. Oh. I uh to to plug plug here I I know they talked about this on a recent episode of Input uh video games news show from irrationalpassions.com um I guess like the idea is that there are a lot of um volunteers called Xbox ambassadors um and they're rewarded for for like acting as support and, and answering these questions and kind of getting out of there and, and helping folks um and I know that like that Xbox support Twitter account um, has been run by like just people like community members in the past. Um, I've actually had interactions with them years and years ago and they've always been super great. Um, and I don't know if, if in that time, like that was actually a person being paid by Microsoft to some extent, but like it seems like a bummer to, to kind of offload your paid trained staff uh, for like this unpaid volunteer staff, yeah. um, and it's it's just like all these startup video game websites <laughs> just saying like, "Hey man, you can write. We won't pay you for your writing, but you know you'll get out there. Uh, you'll help people. You'll tell tell them about video games. You might get a review <laughs> wow. copy here and there." Um, That's when you just start trolling so hard. You heard it, irrational passions writers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when uh, the Rational Passions team revolts against me. <laughs> uh, and Microsoft did say, and I, the, the quote from them is, we continue to have a number of highly trained customer support agents plus compu- community ambassadors available to help customers with their Very needs. Vague. So, so they're, they're, yes, this vague kind of like, oh, we got to mix and match when it's probably like 99, 1%, like, like this yeah. very, very tight ratio. Uh, so I don't know. It, it seems like, like it, it makes sense financially, business wise, for them to do this, especially if like they have like this built in program to reward people for for kind of getting out there and being ambassadors of the Xbox brand. Um, but it also seems kind of terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like if you if you really think about it, it's like man, we're gonna let the Xbox community kind of self regulate. And how's that going, Twitter? Just for that community right there. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I read great, that story too, and was like. I can kind of see why, but that's kind of also awful. Like, that's just shitty. It's yeah. a shitty thing to do. If yeah. you did not get rid of the Xbox support staff and and ha- just added these other guys, that'd be fine. But like, hey, we're gonna fire all these actually paid, trained people in favor of free labor. That's like shitty. Yeah, yeah. It's if like, yeah, if if the ambassadors were just an additional thing. And it's something that you could work your way into and kind of be a part of and, and be someone that, that, that helps represent that community in addition to everyone that's already there working their butts off to, to try and support this community. That'd be fine. But it's just the, the all right, here's the trap door. Bye, guys. Um, it's just it seems really shitty to the people that probably actually really worked for it. Yeah. Thanks, Microsoft. <laughs> Thanks, Microsoft. Uh, you know who PUBG thinks is shitty? <laughs> Fortnite. Strong. Fortnite. Strong who do they think is shitty? Tell, tell, tell me. me, tell me, tell me about PUBG Fortnite copyright lawsuit, Darian. Okay. All there you go. right. So you got there in the end. It finally came out that back in January, uh, the PUBG Corp filed a lawsuit against Epic Games for basically stealing the idea 
of what they did with Fortnite um, from the PUBG game. The, uh, the, particularly, they pointed out the UI and the gameplay itself. Um, not just the genre, but more aspects of the game. Um, so... Like I said, <laughs> last time we talked about PUBG and Epic Games, it's bullshit. Uh, no. Um, Get out of here, but, cat. Yeah, well, he attacked me. <laughs> he attacked you? <laughs> there was no, a cat. I was picking it was on very, him. It was very interesting. Yeah. He's very cute. Darren got rid of him. He's gone. He's actually just sitting three feet away. He's sitting right where I set him down. <laughs> right there. He it's, did fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's all right. Now, come back to me, cat. <laughs> come on. Come he on. just jumps through the screen. <laughs> yeah, just, so punchy. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I was really um, into the cat. So, PUBG filed the suit to protect their copyright in January. Um, they... It says it's not clear exactly how Fortnite was allegedly infringed upon the uh, or has allegedly infringed upon the PUBG copyright, but the two games do share the same Unreal Engine 4 that was created and licensed by Epic Games. So PUBG's taking a stand against the game that stole from them, obviously. We'll see how that goes. What's interesting is this is, I mean, so PUBG is a Korean company, um, and they are suing Epic Korea, Epic Games Korea. I don't know how, ep- like, Korean copyright law breaks yeah. out, um, and I don't know if, like, this is something that can trickle down uh, into the United States, um, but right now, like, it is very much just, a like, a Korean uh, lawsuit, and we'll see, like, I guess, like, Maybe this could have some ramifications on the publication of uh, Fortnite Battle Royale in Korea specifically. It could slowly trickle out uh, outside of that. But, you know, it is weird because, like, there are a lot of... I I saw some folks talking about how there's not, like, a lot of copyright understanding or, like, rules in the video games industry just in general as far as, like, modes and names and and back and forth. Like, the, the biggest one was, like, scrolls. I don't know if you you all oh, remember this, yeah. like the, the Mojang, yeah, yeah, Mojang yeah, the, the game, game. Uh, the card game Scrolls was like uh, sued for copyright infringement by Bethesda because it had the, name, the word Scrolls in it. Oh, I do uh, remember that. That was a weird thing. I was like, uh, and that was like you know Zenimax, the parent company of Bethesda, kind of going about that, and they ended up. I think they had Scrolls had to change their name to yeah. something like yeah. they have like some dumb some title subtitle on it so now. Weird. Uh, I, I don't even know if that's still a game. Yeah, I don't even know if that even came out. Uh, it did. It was out for a while and whatnot, but it uh, recently, I believe, shut down. Like I, I remember yeah. hearing a thing about that. I guess the scroll stops here. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm very curious <laughs> to see like what uh, like this korean lawsuit can what kind of impact they can have yeah. across other countries i'll be interested to see any sort of result just any sort of result because either if they win i'll be like oh wow okay that's wouldn't have thought that if they lose i'll be like oh maybe i kind of thought they had a chance <laughs> like either way i'm like all right it'll be interesting i feel like they went the korean route because they do not think they'd have a chance in a u.s uh yeah. court so they were like, eh, sure. maybe maybe Korean will be different, but 
Yeah, I like. Who knows? I mean, that there, there are definitely like when Fortnite came out, you definitely were like, "This is a ripoff." They are pulling the bus. Well, the the bus is the plane. They, you know, they they pulled uh-huh. some straight up things, and you're like, "This is PUBG, but in Fortnite." Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like, everybody kind of agreed, oh, they're kind of ripping it off, but then, at the same point, I don't think you can... I, I don't know, like, at what point, what what is considered, like, is can you copyright gameplay? That's really the, like, question. Like, yeah, be- that's, it, it's a thing that hasn't really come into contention before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, it makes sense that it would happen around this, because Fortnite is the biggest video game in the world right now. Uh, and I don't know, I, I'm curious to see how it shakes out. I doubt like this will end up swinging one way or the other, but it might inform copyright in regards to gameplay and things like yeah. that going forward. Uh, and it could be end up being super important. Honestly, like it kind of looks bad for PUBG. Like, why are they oh, trying yeah. to pick this fight? Well, like, it looks bad because the news story came out. It's like they filed the thing forever ago, but the news story came out now when Fortnite's like huge. So everyone was like, oh, look at them trying to like do something about it now. But it's like they did it forever ago. It's just bad timing for when the news story we, came we, out. We heard the rumors that they were going to for a while, and this is where it's finally been confirmed. But And, and Fortnite kind of got big pretty... Like there was a little bit of like, what's up with Fortnite? That kind of looks weird. But then the fact that it was free to play, it kind of you know got big quick just due to that fact and it's on phones and it's on everything yeah. now you can still look still not you on can, android just want to throw it's on that your, out there it's on your smart tv it's in your <laughs> toilet and, you yeah, know the, the like the, the 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 urinal yeah, tv boxes. screens yeah. where you like pee and it plays a game it's like on that uh, <laughs> this <laughs> so, podcast is fortnite you've been playing it all yeah, we're, we're in fortnite i have a pickaxe it's fortnite. swinging you just can't see oh, look out this one behind you <laughs> Wow. Um, it's I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see what comes of this for sure. Yeah. Uh I mean You wanna know what else I'm interested to see, Bryce? Do you okay, wanna go know? For it. I'm very interested to see what comes of this story, right? Uh let's see here. Charlie Hall wrote on Polygon, the title of the story says Bungie gets a hundred million dollars from Chinese gaming company to grow to multi franchise studio. This is a very weird story like i did like as a big destiny guy and like i follow that community and whatnot everyone was like huh okay this is interesting um i'm gonna read uh the quote here Uh, i'm gonna read the first three paragraphs of the story because it's very specific wording bungie the studio behind the halo and destiny franchises announced that it's received investment from NetEase, a massive chinese online gaming company the partnership opens up china to bungie's games including destiny 2 for the first time so that's pretty big and then additionally the investment will accelerate bungie's vision of becoming a global multi-franchise entertainment company according to an announcement from NetEase. and this is the big one right here it says This new partnership will enable us to accelerate our global vision while building new teams dedicated to delivering brand new experiences, said Bungie CEO Pete Parsons in a statement. NetEase creates and operates some of the most popular games on the planet. We're excited for them to bring their experience as we enter this new chapter in Bungie's history. With NetEase's industry expertise and international reach, our partnership will help us realize our shared goal of reaching players around the globe. So Bungie, it seems, is totally wanting to become Ubisoft? 
like it seems like they're like yeah we we have other projects we want to work on and we want to grow to do that and it also like if you read on to more of this it seems like it's very possible they're still um like they're still publishing destiny through activision of course but like if act i kind of read this as in if activision decides to like pull the rug out from under them they could very much like continue to publish it themselves um this might partially be kind of a safety net um and yeah they want to make another franchise which is interesting because they're struggling enough with the one they have but i don't know i'll be i mean very interested it's an interesting partnership because i'm looking looking at netease stuff like they are typically they it seems like they act more as kind of like a um localization publisher right they're running the internet or like the chinese based servers and online play for uh, all of the Blizzard games in China, StarCraft 2, Diablo 3, Overwatch, Hearthstone, and World of Warcraft, um, which means they've probably got a lot of money, <laughs> um, uh, and they're probably really big, but you know, it seems like they don't necessarily publish a lot of stuff on their own, um, so like having Bungie in that portfolio is a huge diversification of, of that. I, it's, it's a really new thing, and also like Bungie's huge, you know, oh, like yeah. They I think like they're a, up to around like 600 people in their studio now. Yeah. Like they could easily split into multiple teams. And yeah. like they they already I'm sure were of like here's, you know, the Destiny 1 team, here's the Destiny 2 team, here's the Destiny 2 yeah. year 2 team. Like You know, it's split into like the um there's like uh the world designers who like design the maps and then there's like the uh there's a whole uh section of the studio that's like the sandbox um designers that are like messing around with the guns and all that and there's the specifically the live team which like focuses on faction rallies and iron banner and stuff that like continues to go up for free that's not like dlc um and they did announce forever ago during destiny one's life cycle that they're partnering with i think it was like blue moon studios something moon studios and so they helped them for a little bit and now they're also partnered with vicarious visions who just they had a huge uh impact on the most recent dlc um mm-hmm. they basically did almost all of the most recent destiny 2 dlc was almost completely vicarious visions so they do have a lot of people working on destiny so i could totally see this but it was just kind of like man like for where they are in destiny 2's life cycle it was very interesting to hear and be like oh really you're you're doing more okay all right yeah i mean honestly it's kind of exciting because i feel like there are probably a lot of people in bungie that want to make games that maybe aren't shooter games or or maybe or aren't or just different. a massive thing that like goes on forever like something new with a new idea you know yeah imagine like bungie making like a small 2d platformer yeah. or something yeah, like just something th- not huge. there's a lot of people there a lot of musicians there a lot of talented folks there that probably have a lot of ideas that that They'd like to work with those same teams and, and kind of get out there and make different things. I'd be curious to see what they try and do. Yeah, um, for sure. So, I don't know. I, this could be exciting. Uh, it it's, it reminds me a lot of that original Activision partnership where like they're like, we're going to put a bazillion dollars into Bungie and they're going to make games for 10 years for us. So... And here we are, four years into that. How are you feeling? Four years. Today? I'm feeling... It's, it's interesting. We're like almost to the halfway point of the of the destiny life cycle and it's it's sad how much of it we've spent not in primetime destiny like the amount of time that we've spent and we're almost halfway through 
in struggling like, oh, we're just going to get there. Like, you're almost there. You're almost there. We're we're almost there, though, guys. <laughs> we're. I think this time we're actually almost there, though, guys. I think this is... For Destiny know. 2 specifically, yes. Will Destiny 3 come along and reverse everything like they did with D2? Who knows? Who knows? But I, I'm very optimistic, but... I believe in. I believe for you, Teddy. Thank you. you know, I need. I need somebody <laughs> believing for I mean, me. I'm in your camp. Need help. <laughs> was there any other Destiny news? Uh, I mean, there's a. There was another thing, but like, it's very in the weeds for like the Destiny community. Like, you don't. It doesn't really matter unless you're there. Uh, but they. I mean, I'll just say quickly. In the Eververse store, they released an emote for ten dollars of an iron that is very iron banner specific you can buy it outright which is good because in a lot of eververse stuff you have to get it through the engrams but like it is like you pull out the iron banner like hammer you know the axe from uh rise of iron and like you slam it down it does like a little iron banner insignia and it's really cool but you can only get it through the eververse like it's not a reward for you know playing iron banner which would you call it like a legendary emote yeah i think it's an exotic one but it's uh it's it's rough because like as soon as that happened everyone was like really you can't earn this by playing iron banner but then this past week too faction rallies are happening on tuesday and there was a rumor that's like oh we've heard that faction rallies is going to release three specific $10 emotes for each faction that you're not going to be able to earn. They're only going to be in Eververse. And I was like, come on, guys. Give me that money. It's rough, but it's okay. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there one day. Keep believing. It's fine. fine. But yeah, that's it for Destiny. I heard heard that you're going to be fighting alongside the Fallen in the new DLC. Uh, We are, supposedly. The, well, not really. I mean, that that's a rumor. That's a, I don't want to cover that. That's entirely a rumor. But Teddy they did, doesn't comment on rumors or speculation. Yeah, I don't comment on rumors or speculation. But there is a... Um, I mean, they announced... By the time you hear this, we will already know. They will have already done the reveal stream. But they're doing a reveal stream on Tuesday, June 5th, uh, 9 a.m. PT, which I believe is 11 a.m. Central. Um and I'm going to be live 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash Teddy Chineris if you're watching this live to watch the stream and uh, and talk about it. But they announced that it's called Forsaken uh, and they're going the they released a little video of Cade and somebody I think was a hunter dropping in on um, on the reef. So we're going back to the reef. So that's neat, I guess. I Finally, feel like it getting, should have inspired more excitement from me, but I'm like, okay, reef. Getting some good reefer. Finally, just yeah, yeah, lighten up. Need. Really just <laughs> get into the reef that I need. Hashtag more Cade. Uh, Hashtag Cade420. Okay. I'm, I'm sure Teddy, Teddy will have all the comments Let's on the next episode while we were swimming yeah. in E3 news. Um, well, I mean, that'll be the biggest takeaway from E3. <laughs> at that point, they will have done the reveal, and then at E3, I'm sure it will have been playable, and they will have had, like, a strike and whatnot. There will be even more than just from the stream. So, Well, we'll cover that next time, but there have been some pre-E3 news, some announcements, a some lot. teases, some leaks. Uh, Darian, can you start us off with the first one? Yes. So they've officially announced Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee for the Nintendo Switch. Um, 
it's supposed to drop in November, I believe. This is a November sixteenth, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to share elements from the core series. Um, it's supposed to be a reimagining of Pokemon Yellow. It'll take place in the Kanto region, um, no Johto. So it'll have the first 151 Pokemon, plus a new, never-before-seen Pokemon. So there's going to be 152. Um, they're also going to have their Alolan forms available, which is from Sun and Moon. Um, the way that you capture the Pokemon is going to be similar to how you do it in Pokemon Go. Um, with the throwing of the Pokeball animation. Which I will say, like, so in Pokemon Go, you're doing it on your controller, or you're doing it on your phone, swiping and stuff. I feel like that's a little bit bit more intuitive, a little bit easier than trying to motion control. Like, I I feel like that's going to be a lot harder to be accurate with. I'm excited for it, mostly because of the uh, Pokeball Plus that they announced that'll go along with it. And I'm all about gimmicky stuff, and that's very gimmicky, and I'm ready for it. Um, Darren's gonna be carrying around all her Pokemon. She's gonna get six of them with the, her whole team. I got a Pokemon Plus or Pokemon Plus or Pokemon Go Plus accessory last week, and it has been on my wrist every day, on constantly. And people are like, "Why?" <laughs> has that been working yeah, well for you? Because question. my friend has uh, one of those, and she says it like disconnects constantly. If you're not active with it, it will disconnect. Um, and I think there's a set amount of session time that it will do before you have to reset it. Um, I haven't been able to determine what that is because I feel like it's different every time. But I also work right next to a Pokestop, so mine's constantly going off. Constantly. It's lit. Great. Living the life, Dean. Yeah. I, I'm going to get the Pokeball and use that as my, my Pokey's not gonna do any of this thing. you can't i don't think you can no do yeah it'll work it'll work with pokemon uh, go it will work both as with... a pokemon plus yes it'll work or pokemon go plus it will work both so in let's go and on pokemon go and it basically yeah, it's Hell 50 yeah. fucking dollars it better work with pokemon <laughs> go i'll tell you that yeah, much yeah. i thought that uh u.s prices weren't confirmed yet i don't know it seems like it'll be in expensive. japan it's a it's the equivalent of 45 dollars but they haven't announced worldwide prices yet if it's any more uh, than $45. Oh, you can share Pokemon between Pokemon Go and the game. Once they're in Let's Go Eevee or Let's Go Pikachu, they cannot go back to Pokemon Go. Um, they go to the ranch, a Pokemon Go ranch, uh, where you have to recapture them, um, which is kind of lame. <laughs> I got you once. Why do I have to catch you again? Uh but that's fine. The thing that really bothers me is that you can't put them back. Like, that's not... That's nerve-wracking. Um, the online service, Nintendo online service, will be required for trading and battling online. Um, there's also going to be co-ops, so two Joy-Cons can be used in one game, which will be fun. I find that kind of weird. Like, is there a reason to put... Like, what's the other person doing? What? Why? What is this? Just running around. Does they? Did they add anything to the experience? I they I don't know that they've confirmed a whole lot of information. They add emotional they support. Out. Yeah, you, you <laughs> see, you see the the them both throwing the pokeballs at the same time, and it's like if you synchronize your your poke throws, it is more likely that you will catch the Pokemon. Okay. 
It has to be. I mean, then do you both get the Pokemon, or do you have two teams? I What's mean, this the... person is just a drop-in, drop-out. It's not like they have, like, a profile or exactly. a character. So... They don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> they don't matter. It's no, like... it's like, I'm, I'm a 23-year-old person, and my five-year-old sibling comes over, because I have one of those, and he doesn't know how to play Pokemon, but he can play with me. He's going to mess up I all your throws, a... and you're going to throw no, I him. Think it's a... I think it's a, it's a fun way to bring more people into it. Uh, Take him down. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything else about the... Because I've got some hot takes. You go on. I have zero takes. Okay. So it comes out in November, and I originally was like, that seems really dumb to have a Pokemon uh, Go compatible game come out pretty much in winter. Um, but, uh, I was thinking about it, and so I put up a Twitter poll of, do you think, uh, Pokemon Let's Go will get you back into Pokemon Go? The options were yes, no, already installing, and I already play Pokemon Go, which really I should have just kind of made it yes, no, or I already play Pokemon Go, and, uh, it's 21% yes, 45% no, 7% already installing, and the 7% is like, this got me so hyped that I'm already about it and then 27 percent already played pokemon go and that's out of 42 votes so the majority it, it, 45 uh 55 is is the split of people who are going to are already playing pokemon go um so basically announcing it now creates hype and you're gonna get people getting back into pokemon go because of this um who are gonna catch their pokemon during the summer and want so they can transfer them back and then come winter, the, when no one's going to want to be playing Pokemon Go because it's cold and stuff, they can have their, you know, Pokemon Go experience at home. They can train... It gives them, like, a way to play Pokemon Go without actually having to go out in the winter. So the timing, like, if you look at kind of a long game, I think it kind of makes sense to kind of build the hype, everybody's back in Pokemon Go, and then right when it, it gets, like, bad weather to be playing Pokemon Go, switch them over to Pokemon Let's Go. You know, this is the exactly the kind of, like, United States centralist mentality that I would have expected from the press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there yeah. are people outside of the United States, outside the winter of, of November, that play video games. It's, it's a true. worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> Australian seasons are, like, reversed. Yeah, well, it's not just Australia. It's the Southern Hemisphere, Teddy, you goddamn piece of garbage. <laughs> Wow. Uh, uh, no, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, I think this is just such a shrewd, brilliant move on Nintendo because they're like, hey, man, look at this bullshit that we're making. Let me tell you about this weird <laughs> Pokeball analog stick control you can get. But hey, we're making a core RPG Pokemon game that we mentioned last year. It's coming out next year, second half of 2019. Chill, everybody. Very much damage control. Damage control from Spider-Man: Homecoming. They're ba they're back. Ooh, they're back. <laughs> the titular. It's oh, a deep cut. Group. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's not a deep cut. Come on. Um, Damage control. And that was gonna be like a TV show. It was, and now it's Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a weird place to take it. 
<laughs> and, but no, it makes so much sense. On on the Nintendo end of things, it's Switch. It's year two of Switch. They're launching an online service. What better fucking games to launch online service with than Pokemon with online trading and battles and fucking Smash Brothers? This, Super Smash Brothers. This fall go. is going to be lit on Switch, uh, as the kids would say. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Their year two now looks so much stronger, even if it is some bullshit Pokemon game that maybe I'm not that into. And they've got me hooked by saying, "Hey man, chill. Like we got that uh, that core RPG Pokemon game coming next year. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna, let's go Pikachu and put pull a cute little hat on Pikachu and tell him just it's right. It's so cute. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can do that. Uh, and then next year we got you, fam." It's just it makes so much sense and it's gonna do super well and switches are gonna be flying off the shelves. That Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee Switch bundle is gonna be impossible to find this holiday season. Uh you know you know what they need they just need one sentence and this the Pokemon Go hype is just gonna be eternal. Mm-hmm. Your Pokemon from Pokemon Let's Go can transfer to the core one that comes out in twenty nineteen. Yeah, Ooh, deposit that bad that. boy into the Poke Bank and take it to the real bank. Let's go. They won't confirm if Pokemon Bank is going to be available, though. Yeah. Uh, once they probably give you the full details on the 2019 one, we'll probably find and if, time it out. The like Pokemon Go hype right now, building up to Let's Go uh, this time next year. They're talking all about uh, the core RPG, and we get those details. Poke Bank. You can transfer your Pokemon over. Hype, yeah. hype doesn't stop. Give this game a second wind this time next year for those folks that skipped it, like like probably I will. Maybe we'll say, I don't know. Um, and then it's like, well, shit, I can just throw my goddamn Joy-Con around and I can just deposit my, ch- <laughs> my chair is aired into this Pokemon game that's coming out next year. Uh, and it's just like, goddamn it, they got me $60 for this fucking poker- Let's Go game. <laughs> I will say this. And then you're outside. You're on know. the sun because you got to get your, you, you can't only My play the Let's Go. My vitamin D deficiency is killing me. I'm dying <laughs> in the sunlight. You gotta go. I am in the minority, but just to throw my, my, my very neutral take out there, nothing will get me into Pokemon Go. I'm excited for next year's Pokemon. Yeah. I'm in the same spot. Don't want to walk. Zyger, <laughs> uh, kind of funny live seven, whatever one's coming up. Uh, you got it. You got it. You got to <laughs> grab Teddy and you got to Pokemon him. Take him a to the Pokemon. A lot of them are. They're like, oh, you got to yeah, poke his man. You Pokemon know what I mean? Go all around San Francisco, and I'm like, I'll just walk with you guys. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't really need to. It's fine. Uh, you know who else is trying to build some hype? The the Fallout the fa- the Bethesda of the Fallout. The Bethesda. World. The, of fallout. the Fallout. <laughs> the Fallout. God, they they, they did a stream. They did a stream. They did a very really? long stream. Very long stream. How long was that? It was like 20. Yeah. <laughs> it was very weird. It was just like coming at any minute, just wait. And everybody watched. Every Everybody was like, at any moment now. There was a lot of moments where people would like walk by the camera or like do something funny. It was good. Uh, but it all culminated with a teaser for Fallout 76. Uh, which was a very interesting little trailer showing kind of an empty vault uh, with one person kind of strapping on their Pip-Boy and, and going on an adventure. Now, Jason Schreier of Kotaku Ooh, has the skinny. Scoopity-boops McGee himself. 
Oh, as that's his official title. <laughs> he uh, has some inside sources who who claim to know what Fallout seventy six is all about, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what he says. Originally prototyped as a multiplayer version of Fallout four, with the goal of envisioning what an online Fallout game might look like, Fallout seventy six has evolved quite a bit over the past few years. Uh, those sources said. It will have quests and a story like any other game from Bethesda Game Studios, a developer known for meaty RPGs like Skyrim. It will also feature base building, just like 2015's Fallout 4, and other survival-based and multiplayer mechanics according to those sources. One source cautioned that the gameplay is rapidly changing, like it does in many online service games, but that's the core outline. Basically, people are like, it's Fallout, but Rust. It's it's Rust Fallout. Does it have dongs? Um, yeah, should. if there's no dicks, I'm not in. Dicks or get the hey, fuck out. Hey, you guys were into Detroit and there was no Android dicks like we went over. I mean, Listen, man. They might be. Actually. <laughs> there could have been dicks. Man. I don't know why you yeah. had to make it all about the dicks in that game. It could be different dicks for different folks. Different strokes mm. for different mm. folks. What if they have like a third option? What if they're yeah. like... You know what? Why even subscribe to the human anatomy? Let's make something new. Let's get wild. Well, Bryce, didn't you didn't you know there is in real life a third option? There is. Specifically for I'm the not going to say what it is. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just going to leave it to your imagination. I, I, we're talking about genit- I'm like talking about genders. Yeah, there's lots yeah, of options. Not we're talking about genitalia. Ge- yeah. No, I was yeah, talking about genitalia. Oh. That I don't know about. The listeners out there know what I'm talking about. They're okay, hip. <laughs> they're, they're hip, hip to be square. What this do you guys think? Tentacles. You, you guys got any hype for Fallout? <laughs> I yeah. have zero interest in this game. <laughs> I have more interest in this game than if it was a Fallout like New Vegas type, or like you know what I mean, like an actual Fallout proper Fallout. Mm-hmm. But that's because I'm weird, and I don't really love Bethesda RPGs. Darian. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I have interest in the Fallout games, and I have never made it through any of them. Uh, I, have you guys ever heard about why I couldn't play Fallout 4? Uh, yes, I, I'm maybe, very but... intimately familiar with it. Um, yeah, like, not, <laughs> not enough of the third genitalia. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. So Alex is the only one who knows the secret of the third <laughs> like, It's like Fight Club. You're not supposed to fucking talk about it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, my Fallout 4 experience was uh, soured very quickly. Was there some I, sort of bug? Was it because that game is super boring? Bug. I was the yep. first time you get into that the too. suit, so like an hour into the game, not even. That's about where I got... I, the first Deathclaw you fight in Fallout 4... You have to be in the power suit to kill it. Mine kept sinking into the ground and then respawning full health. I ran out of all of my ammo and I had to jump down and try to melee it. You couldn't do that (laughs) because you took way too much damage falling from the building. So like I got an hour in and there was like I could not get past it. And like, yeah, I could have reloaded and tried to re redo the situation but i was i spent like half an hour before i i I was like 10 minutes in before i was like something is wrong here (laughs) like what is happening and then i was like about 20 minutes in and i was like oh oh no and then another 10 minutes went by and i was like i i'm gonna stop playing this game now and i can't go back 
Yeah. I want to. I You're know okay. I love the Fallout it's, games, it's but fun. I just can't. It's okay. I so, think I mean, the right. new RPG, like, that's really fun. I heard Elder Scrolls Online has its good and its bad stuff, so it's I'm very just good. hoping that they take... Most of what you hear... Let me just throw this out here. As somebody who's okay. been playing it recently and all that, most of what you hear that's bad about ESO um, was from launch because the launch was real, sure. real bad. That's but and that's what I heard. Three yeah. years later, it's like really refined and polished. Yeah, and so that's I'm hoping that they take what they've learned from ESO and they transfer that into their Fallout 76. Like that, I yeah. have high hopes that this will do well. I yeah, I just like Fallout 4 burned me so bad, you know. Like, yeah, I, I it actively made me less interested in that world that I really cared about before I played that game. And not there wasn't any one thing. Uh, it wasn't any game breaking bug, um, but it just man, it just wasn't interesting. Yeah. It felt That's both samey and worse. Almost every Bethesda like RPG. I don't know why. But yeah, like I kind of figured Fallout was going to be the same way Fallout 4, but I I got it because I was also sharing like PSN games with a friend. So he wanted it, so we like split and I got it and we were going through I played about I think the first 2 hours and then later I tried to get back in, but like the first 2 hours I was like, yeah, this is about what I figured, like it's just I'm not really interested in, in anything that's really happening and the gameplay is super fine it's not like really it doesn't feel great uh but yeah the fact that this is so different is what's interesting to me my my number one concern is this is being developed by bethesda austin which you might know or you probably don't know as battle cry studios yep 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 rip battle cry yeah that has not actually that was announced and then disappeared forever yeah um, a hero shooter. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, they made the right call not putting that yes. game out after what happened to Battleborn. Um, and Lawbreakers. And Lawbreakers, I guess. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I would say, like, them doing something really, really different is really cool, and I, I think this will find its audience and do great. Um, I mean, it's a Bethesda game. It's a Fallout game. It'll do fine. I just don't know if I'm going to be here for it, you know? I'll be interested to see how it turns turns out. You know what I'm interested to see how it turns out? Sonic Team Racing. Yo, Tell me about it. Yes. Oh, my God. So I will say this. I wasn't, like, super – I didn't see too much about this throughout the week. But, like, I'm a big fan of the Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed. That game is great. And not enough people played it. And it's real good. And they basically announced that uh, Sonic's next game is Sonic Team Racing. Or Team Sonic Racing. And it's coming out in uh, this winter. They said. And it, they showed off a short little trailer of uh, the, the Sonic dudes driving around and whatnot. And uh, yeah, coming out in the, in the winter. And we're going to see more about it at E3. And it's shown for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Steam. All of them. Teddy, can you explain something to me? Yeah. From what I understand, uh, Sonic the I Hedgehog this is going. can run at the speed of yep. sound. <laughs> Why does he need a Why car? Why is he in a fucking car? Because it has to be it. fair. It doesn't make any sense. You got to make it fair. Tails can't keep up. You, if they're all on cars, then it's a fair. You're too slow. Uh, Tails <laughs> seemed to keep up plenty fine when I was playing the last Sonic game I played 30 years ago. When has, when has <laughs> Tails ever kept up? He always goes off the screen every two seconds. Uh, I usually play as Tails, so... Oh. Whenever, oh. So when you kept up with I yourself. F- 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I first saw the game that was, like, when I first saw about Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed and all that, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why is Sonic in a car? Like, he's the, why is there a racing game based around this? But the game itself is pretty fun. So, yeah. Darian? Yes, Darian? I just need to know if they're going to erase the terrible thing that they did to Knuckles or... What was oh, the, the thing they did? The Ugandan the Knuckles? Because they didn't do that. That was the, the internet. No, no, no. The way that Knuckles looks like he's on steroids now. Oh, uh, well, that was from oh, Sonic like bu- Boom. Buff Knuck. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Like buff Knuck. That, that <laughs> was like that. my buff boy. That, that was for just the cartoon and like the one so, game that was a tie-in to was, I think that was Sonic yeah. Boom exclusively, and that's not technically canonical. That's like mm-hmm. 2,000 years mm-hmm. in the future. Yep, yep, yep. Thank God. It's canonical okay. in my fanfic. No, uh, shut up. It's canonical in my slash fic, but I've seen clips so of that show and it actually looks kind of good. There's the a way- scene. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, there's a scene in that show where S- Sonic says something and it cuts to a live action real person <laughs> dressed in a Sonic <laughs> costume, putting a garbage bag in a trash can, and then it zooms back in. And then it's actually Sonic in the show again, and I have no idea what Sonic Boom is actually about. I'm gonna have to find that. You just sold That's me like on the show. That's like old school SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob used to do that. It's fucked up. Like I saw a, a clip of Knuckles talking about how like how he's feminist, and basically, who's the chick? The Rose or Rose Amy or Rose or whatever. Uh, yeah, Amy. The not Amy. Um, yeah. she, Amy she, Rose is her name. Oh. She was just talking about like how she's she's gonna break the glass ceiling and and, and like she's finally gonna be good and, and break the glass ceiling and stuff. Does and, she say glass ceiling? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And, <laughs> Holy and, and, shit! And Knuckles, Knuckles is like <laughs> Knuckles is like if you point out that you're the exception, you're basically like tearing down all the other women. It should be that like oh, this is shit. this is the rule, not the exception. You're all great. Damn. You're you're not. You know, coming at you, and, and he's and people are like, "What?" And he's like, "What?" Just because I'm a meathead, I can't be a feminist. Like, wow, <laughs> freaking Sonic Boom! By the way, while you guys were talking about that, I read through the little article, and I want to read this because it's actually there's like different mechanics than from All Stars Racing Transformed. It says Team Sonic Racing, which Sega teased in March, will focus on team-based races, as its title suggests. Teams will compete in races of up to 12 players, and Sega promises online multiplayer and local co-op modes, including four-player split screen. As teams of three, Sonic. Tails and Shadow, for example, players will use moves to assist their allies and knock out opponents. Racers can also build up and unleash team ultimate attacks on other racers. Sega promises 15 playable characters and car customization options. Team Sonic Racing will also feature power-ups based on Wisps, the alien characters introduced in Sonic Colors. You know, I've been really looking for the 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 Sonic Racing equivalent of Sonic Heroes, and I'm glad yep. someone is finally delivering on it. Mm-hmm. That's what we need in life. Y'all remember Sonic Heroes? I do not actually. No. Remember they're like, we got a team and it's got an alligator and a bee in it. <laughs> I don't, that's, but now I need to that, learn. That's what that game's fucking about, man. <laughs> remember that when Sonic amazing. was good? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm you know, I don't have a hatred towards Sonic. I don't have many experiences with Sonic. I, I've never loved Sonic. The only time I've loved Sonic is Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which is arguably an irredeemable <laughs> video game. <laughs> but you love it. <laughs> but I love my it. First, 
My first childhood crush was Sonic the Hedgehog. God, it Get explains out. <laughs> so much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this That's is funny. where Darian just talks about all the like fictional characters she's had crushes on. You're you mean too slow. Can we have a whole podcast <laughs> about that? Yeah, That'd I'm here for wild, that. Wild ride. <laughs> I would love. Can we do a special? Yeah, that would be awesome. Al- Can I be on that one? I'll Alex, talk about some stuff. Alex, Alex is some. brand is horny on Maine, so okay. That's Can like explain that to me? Maine. I saw Alex and who else? Fucking Jessica, Jessica yes, Howard. Yes, Alex and Jessica talking Kaylin about Kaylin Galizro. Yes. So what now is Moises this? Tavares. What does it mean? What does the phrase mean? Let me, all right, let me tell you about what it means okay. to be horny on Maine. <laughs> you remember that? You remember that time, Teddy? And I'm gonna ask you. Uh, personally, directly. Remember that time you were like, "Man, I'd really fuck that Sonic character." I don't know if this was something that you thought specifically. <laughs> that one probably should have been more directed towards Darian. Well, but no, I, no, listen. no, I never. I was a. It was a childhood crush. I didn't want okay. to have sex. You didn't want to yeah. fuck childhood. Sonic. Okay. You, you you wanted Sonic to come sweep you off your feet. Yes. Uh, and 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 take you to that weird Final Fantasy world they went in Sonic 06. <laughs> And then he kissed, and then he kissed, he kissed yes. that girl in the mouth with his hedgehog mouth. Uh, that was blue actually mouth. Yeah. my imagination yeah. in a video game. You wrote that game. I know. It's, it's crazy. I'm glad they made something directed okay. to you. Now, Teddy, what if you were just like, man, I want to fuck that song. I, I can put myself there. I'd, maybe. You can put yourself there in a heartbeat. Okay. And just think about what if you're like, I really just want to tell the world this, but it's one of those things where you're like, maybe I should just keep this to myself. What if okay. you just didn't and you tweeted out, I want to fuck that Sonic character. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, that's what it means to be to horny, be horny on, main. on main. Okay. I mean, I All think right. I just figured like a lot of people have their private Twitter accounts. And that's where they say they're 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 sex things. But then sometimes you go on your main oh, account. It's on your main account. Okay, yeah, dude. Okay, yeah. makes sense. That's You're the like, literal. Man, that's a literal translation. I, if okay. if Knuckles really has a four pronged pe- uh, four penis echidna dick, then I want to see it. And oh, then you tweet that. I mean, third, I can agree the there. I'd like okay. to see that. Yeah, yeah. But also that's... not really. No, I take it back. Theory Dar- doesn't look like she does. No, you mm. never had a crush on Knuckles. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm, I'm about Shadow. I was so yeah. I went like Sonic, and then like ooh, Shadow's emo. Though. Ooh, he's a bad boy. Is it when he killed the he's president the of the United dude. States and Shadow the Sonic. Hedgehog? Is that when he did it with a gun when he shot the president? With a gun? <laughs> that that really Alex on every week for his unbridled knowledge of deep <laughs> Sonic cuts. Oh my god, deep ridiculous Sonic cuts. This is amazing. Know if that he actually shot- happened in that game. Okay, I was about to <laughs> say. Sh- I was like, he shoots <laughs> guns in that game. He, does. he kills cops in that game. Jeez. Shadow the Hedgehog is a fucking buck wild video game. <laughs> that sounds like it. Teddy, please finish the news for us. Okay, fucking, I don't even know. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's a thing that's coming out, and it was confirmed by Ubisoft. It was leaked as a little keychain of a Greek. Uh, Greek uh, helmet, and it's Aww. supposed to be Odyssey. You know, it's supposed to be set in ancient Greece, and it's supposed to be a sequel to Assassin's Creed Origins. Which means I need to finish that game really badly. Because man, do I have to play any of the Assassin's Creed nope. games to play this one? You, don't you can have to jump play into any Origins. of the Assassin's Creeds to play any of the Assassin's Creeds. You don't need you to should. play any of the Assassin's well, okay. Creeds. There are certain <laughs> ones. <laughs> just period. No. There are certain ones that you should like. If you're trying to hop into Assassin's Creed Revelations, 
you should probably play two in Brotherhood. You know, but like if no, you're trying I, to hop I into just three, play Odyssey, actually, if you're just trying to play Odyssey, you should probably pick up Origins when it's on sale. It's a real good video game. But if you don't beat it, it's probably fine. <laughs> you're OK. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, Origins, it's supposed to be more of a direct sequel, which is, uh, you know, that's not normally what they do, or at least in the last couple of years, that's not what they've been doing. But uh, I'm I'm excited about this. Assassin's Creed is like one of my favorite single player series uh, that I have a long, deep, like history, like I love it and I hate it. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of feelings there, but a lot of sexual tension, a lot, a lot of, of sexual tension. tension. Bayak out here with his ripped body. <laughs> Just rippling with I would think abdominals. more of his wife, Aya, but that's okay. I mean, that's fine. No, I was you talking about Bayek. He's sure. just like, just rippling. <laughs> he was. That's true. Um, but yeah, a lot of I sex need in to... that game also. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, uh, I need to go back and beat Origins. Because there's, like, I love Assassin's Creed, and it's like the only one, the only main line that's not on a handheld that I haven't beaten. Like I've beaten all the others, and I just haven't beaten Origins because it's really, did you, it's really. Where old. did you get in Origins? Um, probably like ten hours in, I think. Like what was that. happening? I was, I was were, in a were you city. A I crocodile? met with Aya. I think I killed like the. I I think I got to a point where the, he's like, "We did it," but like obviously that's not done type thing, and it's very early in the game, so it's like, oh, but yeah, that game is like eight hours to twelve hours too long. And it's kind of a bummer. It it's very, very good. Long. It's a very big game. Yeah, I mean, I would like you could probably mainline it. Have that's a good what time. I want to do because that's what I did. Got with God of War because normally I really love to like a hundred percent games, but with God of War, I was like, I don't have much time. I just want to get through the story uh, like as fast as I can, so I can say I played this game and it was great. But I need to do that with Origins. If I do go back to Origins, I'm just going to basically mainline the story and if it gets to the point where i can't do story missions or whatever because i'm too underpowered it's like then i'll go do something else for a little bit but i'll go back asap teddy do you think you're gonna be able to throw your little greek um like the little uh thing i don't know what it's called the the spartan warrior hat do you think you'll be able to throw that on people and possess them no i don't i appreciate that that odyssey joke from super mario odyssey but i don't think so no i i would appreciate that that would be great I'd be I a like how hard he worked for the joke because he's like, I gotta <laughs> think I of the like, name no, no, so you can't I can do that. <laughs> now, I, uh, here at we are at now two hours and nine minutes of recording. Bryce, <laughs> I'd like to ask you: Do you regret inviting me onto this podcast? No, this has been a, it's been good. It's been a good one. It's Bryce been worth it. No, I know you guys are cool with it. It's been Bryce, worth I it. I'm okay. Where are you at? I don't have to be at work tomorrow, so I guess it's fine, you know? And this it's made is going for good, to be a hell of an product. edit. Yes, it I is. Have, good I luck, have Bryce. a number I of days you, to edit this, to, and it's not going to be your last week's episode or two weeks ago, your last episode, and it's yeah. like an hour long. I'm like, I'm about to fuck that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> we coming in here about to fuck it up. All right, but that's been the news, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to the topic of the show. Toss, 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 toss. Oh my god! Spend two and a half hours talking about <laughs> physical games. <laughs> uh, last time physical we asked games, yeah. our loyal viewers, uh, we said Best Buy's Gamer Club is is probably ending. Uh, gamers are receiving less incentive to buy physical. Are we going to see the final days of physical games soon, or are, are gamers always going to want physical copies? Darian, can you tell me what? David 
said. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Darren's like, I don't know what David face. said. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking she's about? Into... I don't know what David said. I don't <laughs> think he knows David? what's going on. David is her boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend's name is David. Um, not this David, though. Prove it. This is not my David. Did you ask him? He does not listen to the podcast. He How does he feel about fuck. physical games? <laughs> he doesn't listen to any podcast. And he, I don't think, gives a shit either way. He's going <laughs> to take pot. He's going to take games the way i give them to him damn because i Down am the throat. alpha male oh shit <laughs> i mean damn. Did, did you grow a dick <laughs> yeah no, it's like the, it, i was trying to tell you i woke up this morning i didn't flesh, put clothes on i grew a dick that's what happened the flesh just kind of forms into a dick there's a bug oh my god teddy with these sorry, fucking bugs a, in your there's a lot could of you animals get like a, in here Bug lamp or something? Dude, it's a, there's Please a lot of lamps David, and they attract, yeah. attract the bugs. David said, I think there will always be physical games. I still enjoy the feeling of removing the plastic from the game box. Also, game sizes are getting bigger. And as long as the internet caps exist, all digital games won't be the only way. There was no punctuation in that <laughs> at all. Okay, here's my thing about this whole thing, this whole topic, right? I think a lot of people are like, oh, man, physical games are dying. They're going to be gone soon. It's going to be all digital future, man. And I agree slightly, but I think if that was to happen, I think that's way farther in the future than a lot of people give it credit for. Like, the internet has to get a lot better in a lot of places for for it to be 100% digital. Those people don't have business works. Yeah. Like here's here's a thing that most people don't think about. Walmart is the number one video game retailer in the United States of America. Walmart doesn't primarily sell Walmart's yeah. not video game stop over yeah. here. Walmart is everyone's stop. It's it's one stop regrets, no stop for trouble. I don't know. Uh <laughs> I got there, you know, it was a journey with speech and words and mouth. Uh <laughs> And, like, people are, are going to continue to go to these large retail stores for whatever they need. And if whatever they need even tertiarily includes video games, they will grab a fucking video game while it's there. And yep. that will be enough for physical games to sustain themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just That's just the way the cookie crumbles. I agree with David. David's a, a wise man, whoever wise he is. David. Here's what I'll say. They need to go back to the old school PC stuff where they give you the disc and you just install it and you're good. Like that that'll get you can go buy the physical disc, but then you put it on your device and then you throw it away. I so this console agree generation. With that. I'd be a big fan of that. Or like you don't even it doesn't even have to do that just to have the option to do that. You know? Yeah. Totally. If you the don't want the old school ones, you still had the disc in. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, g- instead to get past the internet cap, you just go buy it and installs, and then you don't have to worry about downloading it or you know the yeah. internet. Other deal. than the patches. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the big thing about that is it uses CD keys, um, which I don't know if I want to live in that life necessarily because like it depends. I mean, really, CD keys are just like uh redemption codes for like steam or psn or whatever what have you um i guess like back then it, there were there were more issues with it in, like late 90s early aughts of well you know 
if this CD key isn't like pinging a server, it's just kind of like a one-time authentication type thing. Uh, if you like had to get a new computer, but you still had the game and the CD key, you couldn't use that CD key again on a on a different computer. Things like that. I mean, that was a very not let's let's not a very widespread issue, I guess. But um, I think I mean that's how video games are now. You know, PS4, Xbox One games. You just install off the disc, and then it's just kind of there spinning a little just bit. Just wish Some... you didn't have to switch discs. That's legitimately my biggest... And I'm not even that far from my PS4. I can reach it without getting up from my chair. All my games are right there on that bookshelf and this and the console's right there. I can, I'm can i touching it, but I still just don't like to switch out the disc. I like to quickly switch between different games. But I mean, to be yeah. fair, that this was the Xbox One's original plan and that just murdered... The, they were like, we're gonna do this, and then people were like... Fuck you. Yeah, no, n- not ready. The world's not ready yet. I think it's totally a viable possible future, but I don't think it's 100% like, this is going to happen. And I mm-hmm. definitely don't think it's, this is going to happen in the next five years. Like, I think this is a long haul possibility. Mm-hmm. You know? But also, like, even even in a situation where that's the case, where you get the, the game and it authenticates once and that's your CD key or whatever, and then the disc you can just toss into a garbage can... Uh, that, like people still sell discs. People will still probably primarily purchase via disc um, in those instances, even if they're garbage. They're rec- they're kindling. Teddy, can you tell me if if Matt likes purchasing discs? Matt said this is silly, but I prefer physical copies when the game is something I can play once and beat, and I prefer digital when it's something I want to keep installed to play whenever. And I totally understand that. That That's makes not sense. silly. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, He's like, I want to be God of War once and then sell it to the devil that is GameStop so I can get that yep. cash get money. that seven cents. That's <laughs> sweet seven cents. <laughs> GameStop has kind of like, that. that is not their primary business anymore. They're selling like knickknacks over there now. Oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a collectible store more than anything. Yeah. You guys want to buy a t-shirt? I one today. That's where I got my <laughs> Pokemon Go Plus accessory. Brought to you yeah. by GameStop. I never actually like, not sponsored. By the way, I was, you know, standing in front of an air conditioner to cool off for a second be- while Bryce was reading the question because uh, it's hot in here. But I never actually said I am like almost 100% digital at this point. The only time I get physical um, is when I need uh, when I want the collector's edition, which is very rare, very rare. How's everyone feeling about statues? I feel like if you were pro physical, you were pro statue. That's I'm fucking legit over the only it. reason I want collector's editions. And even then, it's like only of like certain franchises. Like, I don't know. Like, Uncharted 4 was the last collector's edition I got. And it's because Uncharted's like one of my favorite game series. But like, I don't know what else. Like, Destiny, I guess. But even then, the last collector's edition was bad like it wasn't great there wasn't really even a statue so like i only get them if bag. there is a if there is a statue and even then i only get them if it's like a franchise i really care about i'm like so over statues though i like statues i just have yeah. this one little bookshelf of like a couple of statues and it looks nice you know they like you know that spider-man collector's edition is like look at spider-man hanging on top of a block that we're gonna announce at a3 and it's like yeah. dude i don't fucking care about this statue <laughs> uh my, like when I I think the last collector's edition I got was Persona 5 before that yeah, I, I wish like, I could have gotten that Infamous 2 I oh my was... god real talk <laughs> Infamous 2 
is my favorite game of all time, right? And really, okay, yes, Deep actually, cut. it's it's a weird take, but yes, um, it's a great and game. I want the collector's edition so bad, and I've wanted it for years because I just got it and I didn't know I would love it so much. But then, like, the collector's edition was like sixty bucks for a while, and now it's like two hundred because they're really rare. <laughs> so I need to get on it sometime. I that was like the last collector's edition. Then going forward, I'm like, man, I'm over statues. The only two collector's editions I will get after that, and I've lived true to it so far. It was Persona Five, the the whatever Steal My Heart edition, uh, which is excellent. I'm looking at my little Morgana plush right Persona. now. Um and uh, Kingdom Hearts Three. So I want my dumb Japanese games. Fill me with your Kingdom of Hearts. Zayn <laughs> You're you're not welcome back on the podcast. <laughs> Fill me with kingdoms of hearts. That no. <laughs> Some people only get collector's editions if they don't know what's inside of it. Just like we don't know what's inside no Kingdom one. Hearts. Is it light uh, or is it dark? I'm call I'm calling out Darian right now. But I'm not sure if she even <clears throat> knows what I'm talking about. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, the, I don't. The inside. inside thing? Yeah. Oh, I can't get that. Ah, good. You don't want know it. what it is though. Yeah. yeah, we know what it is, and I want it, and I want it to be a centerpiece at my dining room table, but I can't afford it. Aww. It's very appetizing. That's that's how you wet yep, the appetite before before dinner. Oh yeah, look at I this will flesh have ball. Lots of dinner parties. Yeah. <laughs> look Yeesh. at this. Look at this. <laughs> look at my sweet flesh boy. <laughs> Back to the We're topic girl. of the show. Yuri Gaspar said, "I believe in Our tell story." Main homie. I believe Intel storage and internet services become advanced enough so that access to games is instantaneous. Until then, the medium of disc-based games will remain. To be fair, disc-based games are not instantaneous. You gotta, you gotta wait for them to install and update and blah, 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 blah. If you look at the PC market, things like Steam and GOG will uh, make online purchases safe and secure and also give you access to a database of games. I can't think of the last time I purchased a disc-based game on PC, but in Australia it is also cheaper to buy my games with physical release physical release day and date of release as you can save approximately $20 to $30 on discs. Whereas on the PlayStation Store, don't generally have disc allowance until 6 to 12 months down the line. Now this is where I originally came up with a question, because I think it's all going to come down to money. Because... Mm-hmm. Like with the gamers, Cl- the gamers club offered a price discount. It gave you incentive, a money-based incentive to buy physical. And if that a money-based incentive is gone, why would you not buy digitally? Yeah, I like that. That was the thing. I used the gamer club unlocked. I still have it. I guess I'll have it for two years and it'll be gone forever. Um, but you know, I have a ton of physical games now because of that. I used it a lot. And what's cool about that, I mean, say which will not sponsored by Best Buy, but like, you know, you you accrue points with purchases and then you get like five and $10 credits, um, which is nice. Um, but, you know, like Amazon did their thing for a little bit and then they dropped it like less than a year later, it felt like. Um, and I don't know, Gamer Club is, it was the best justification for going physical. Um, and now that it's going away, it really just doesn't make sense, especially when, when Sony specifically is sending out their like 20% off coupons on a pretty regular basis, maybe oh, yeah. every month, every other month. And that's essentially the same uh, deal as Gamer Club Unlocked, but without tax and uh, it's digital. So it's, it's already a better deal. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I will say this about physical games. Recent, recently, I've been like, you know, listening to all sorts of podcasts like I usually do. But like, I've cared a lot more about the fact that like, video game preservation is going to be really hard. Like when I, I don't know. I feel like we need physical to to live so that it's not just tied to tied to an account, aka tied to a, a console, aka like like I don't know. We need. A physical thing that's like this is the game, you know. The the pirates will make sure that there's copies around. Yeah, they will. They, they will. Always. I I'm I pretty know. sure the pirates are cracking. Like even if it's all a digital future, the pirates will find a way to strip out and back up and keep everything. Like they're yeah, weirdly enough, they're gonna be the ones that w- video when game we're, preservation is hard. When mm-hmm. they're tracking, I mean, definitely the older stuff because of. Weirdly enough, because it was only physical, um, mm. that yeah, they on kind like of arcade had... cabinets, you yeah, know, the... and and like old NES um, cartridges had like chips and boards well, in there that were so. I mean, like... for example, PT, right? That only exists now on consoles who have it downloaded. Yeah, like there, there was no physical thing, and they took it off the store. So it's like that's that. It's I have done. it. You know, so it's like stuff like that worries me but if you ever downloaded it there is a way to re-get it you have to like do a proxy server thing right yeah yeah i did it once and and i've i'm not gonna delete it but yeah there's a way to re-get it if you do the proxy thing nice um alex can you tell me about quinn's thoughts of the future i like how you pick quinn for me just this boy out there shout out to quentin hoffman somewhere out there i assume that's who this is i would Um, assume so Hey there, as someone who only purchases digital games and has encouraged others to do so, why do you see the games market heading into that direction versus people collecting music, i.e. vinyl? Um, it's convenient. Convenience. I, I think uh, pre-install and play at 9 p.m. or midnight is yeah, like the number one thing. Imagine, yeah. if you will, come with me on this journey Always. of imagination. Yeah. If a midnight release of a movie, you could stream from your home right be dope i'd never go to a movie theater again in my life to be fair i probably wouldn't do that a lot of times because the main reason i love the premieres is everybody getting excited and like cheering at certain moments and actually having a good crowd it can be right like you know avengers some movies i liked seeing in a theater on premiere but like the incredibles too i'd probably watch at home yeah because of this woman crying behind me halfway through the movie at everything yeah. that happened in this adventure. <laughs> I'm like, lady, fucking chill. We're not even at the climax yet. I don't know what's going to happen, but you are stressing me out. That's uh, me. That's funny. Yeah. That one's me. So, I'm the one just crying. There's going to be a I lot of cannot. kids at my Incredibles 2 showing next week. There's going to be yeah. a lot of kids that are going to be... I'm, I'm going to go about... at 2 p.m. on a Thursday. Like, going at 5 not... p.m. at the premiere. I'm no fucking way. Um, but like, and I think there, 10 on a Thursday. as things will adopt there, I feel like there will be ways to make those inevitable stream at midnight, this movie that's out now, make those more community experiences like VR, for example, uh, VR movie theaters and things like that. Like, I can see, well, that's like more seven to ten years ahead of time. I can see that being like a really realistic thing. I think there are game collectors out there as well that that takes like physical games really seriously. Uh, one of my coworkers is a huge uh, game collector. He has almost every single Wii U game physically. 
that's in existence cool. because it's one of the smallest video game libraries. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's like, you know, he is now on this quest to collect every physical Wii U game, uh, which is cool. Like, you know, there will always be people that are out there doing that. Um, and like you said, Teddy, I think uh, preservation is, is a big, important factor in that. Um, like, Too Human is a game that was pulled and you can no longer buy physically. And it was pulled from digital stores. Uh, so it, it is a game that kind of exists in this ether of like, if you had the disc, well, you exist. it exists for you in this very, very specific way, but not really outside of it. Um, not that Too Human stellar example but that's (laughs) that is one to put out there so i i think a lot of it is i love purchasing digital i love the convenience of it but you always have to live with the risk that the publisher will remove it from a store or that store will cease to exist you know um i will say that like the the question quinn points uh presents of, of kind of collecting uh like when we going digital is kind of going to be the general people like no i don't think anybody's only listening to vinyl there's there's probably somebody who only listened to vinyl but they probably have listened to it via an mp3 when they're out and about and stuff and they also have their vinyl collection so like there are there is a site that that uh creates collectors editions of digital only games um, and, and what, what honestly they do is they put the, the game on a special thumb drive with a, like a DRM free copy and it comes with all these like knickknacks and stuff, which I have. Do they come with patty wax as well? Uh, this came Hopefully. in my, uh, lovers in a dangerous space time collectors edition. Uh, it's pretty dope. Another, um, another thing to bring up, I, I didn't mean to interrupt is uh, limited run, uh, is a company that exists to, perpetuate physical games in like a very specific niche way like vita games physically like um and indie games physically them doing like flint hook and stardew valley and lovers in a dangerous space time things like that like those are really cool and companies are out there doing that and they are spending just the right amount of money on on stuff like that to maintain itself to to appease this very niche market of folks that are trying to get indie games physically and, and things like that. And that's cool for the indie developer or whatever developer, um, because they get to see their box in print, um, or their game in, in print. And it's cool for the, the, the collectors out there that, that are like, I love this game. I want to have a special edition, like, you know, the undertale partnership with fan gamer, that, like that awesome little collector's edition of undertale with like the pendant and everything, like super cool, super specific thing going through this company that, uh, is like procuring the, the parts and a supplying to a very niche audience. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I can really appreciate limited run and stuff like that i mean i haven't done anything specifically with them but like for example uh you guys know my weird love for a little mmo called Wildstar uh that has definitely failed and, and died and whatnot or not fully dead but like is on the decline but i won a giveaway from a streamer uh tally who's like a big wow and mmo streamer from mass uh, effect that, what I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. <laughs> he sent out. I want a giveaway from him, and he sent out a like Wildstar like swag bag where there was like T-shirts and like a little lanyard and like an actual disc for the thing, which is weird because it's an 
MMO where I didn't even know they made discs for that anymore. But, like, I have an actual box copy of Wildstar, which is, like, super pretty important. I'm, like, very happy that I have that, you know, uh, for something that I love, but, like, not specifically would have been a thing that I physically had, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. They're supplying to folks directly um for something that not a lot of people want but just enough people want that they can make a, a nice profit off of it and and they can also appease that fan base yeah okay uh between now and the next uh episode is e3 so tell us your biggest uh surprise for e3 uh what it was because you'll have seen e3 between the next episode and what so excited and what news you're most excited about and we'll discuss it next time Send in your responses at readysetgamecast.com slash submit. Can I, can I ask all of you an E3-related question? Go for it. Yes. Um, I want to I date a hard date. When is Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out? November 16th. I know Darian's got to be covered. I, I was going to say November. Give me a hard date. I just said, listen, hold on, hard date. Hard Same date. as Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Yep, they're going to compete. Who's going to win? December 25th. Shut up. October Christmas. 21st. Christmas. Okay. I like That's that. My birthday. October. Is it's it is it a Tuesday or Friday or are we just living hopes Sunday. and dreams? Oh, October 20 December hopes 25th is actually a Tuesday by the way. Christmas is actually a Tuesday, so I'm just saying. Christmas I'll, I'll be okay early. with October 23rd. That's I think that'd be hype as fuck though if they literally like at the end of a trailer it was just say Christmas 2018. Just no, that would be awful. How am I going to get my collector's edition Kingdom Hearts 3 on Christmas? Walmart is closed. Amazon's mm. not going to deliver and my package. Open, like, it's fine. It's fine. You could uh, you no, could bribe not. someone at Amazon and have them deliver it a day early. Yeah. I don't know anybody at Amazon. It's fair. Too bad you don't know a delivery person. <laughs> Bryce, hit me. You're not Amazon. Hit him. I said November 16th. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, po- you, Pokemon okay. Day. November six is my one. Tuesday, November six. So, I like that. Well, I just no. want to say, if yeah? Halo Five Battle Royale is not announced at E three, I'll be shocked. I think that is that's not going to happen. I think it's a totally great call. <laughs> I think if there's any genre specifically or any franchise specifically Halo Five that would fit Battle Royale, it would like it would it's fit. Halo just... Five. Like, war- have you played Halo Five Warzone? Yeah. That's why I brought this up on my you show as well. I mean? it, it makes a lot of sense. They, they have yeah, the, the I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm I not just don't sh- know I'm if not... they're going to announce a Halo game at all. So. Yeah, I'm not 100% saying it would happen, but I think it makes a lot of sense for that game. I think they could totally do that well, and I would love to see it because it'd be cool. They're going to say Mixer at least four times during the Microsoft press conference. No, they're going to say, gonna say Beam. more than that now. <laughs> We're bringing back Beam. We decided Beam was better <laughs> We're renaming branding. it again. <laughs> my... my la- Teddy did predictions, like live predictions, and my prediction for the Microsoft deal was like they'll say Mixer at least like six times, and they only said I think it, like you said seven, and they did it five or yeah, something it was, like that. It was like way more than they should have, but I was like, oh, but I didn't get it because it was <laughs> but just. But you went pretty far. Yeah. You were like a lot. Uh, anyway, uh, if you have uh, questions or comments and want to be part of the show, go to ReadySetGameCast.com/slash/submit to submit a question, comment, or your favorite fruit for us to read on the show. Wow. Strawberries. Strawberries are really good. They're up there. It's like strawberries and pineapples are two that are really high up there. Strawberries are one of the few fruits I can just fucking eat, man. I don't oh, need yeah. anything. So I can go in on, you know? Uh, Matt. It's my strawberry eating noise. 
Matt, what Matt said say? his favorite oatmeal topping is maple syrup. And he asked... Oh, yeah, that was our question last time. Yes. Yes. How often do you have fast food? Teddy. Way too often. Just way too often. I shouldn't. But, like, easily at least once a week. Like, that's just a baseline. Uh, probably, like, once every other day? I yeah. don't know. It's like I on my way home from work, I'll stop by Subway because like I have the campus brewing the the campus dollars that like I don't have to pay too much for, so it's cheaper. So I can stop by Subway that takes those, and like there's also a what is it? It's like a, a Wendy's nearby. It's pretty nice. I don't know. I'm bad. Uh, dude, I'm right there with you. I like it. It, it is. I would say ninety percent of the time, it's yeah. a real it's a real problem right really now, y'all. Cook. So it's like most of the time if I'm going to grab something. Today, when I was at Publix, I got a Publix sub. So that's, you know, I think that's a step better than fast food maybe. Yeah, that's know. good. I eat Chipotle yeah. at oh, Chipotle. least twice a week. Chipotle's and I don't know if that qualifies, but I love Chipotle. And if anyone wants to talk to me about Chipotle, my DMs are open. Oof. I love <laughs> Chipotle. Chipotle is my life. That's me. It's literally me. How often do you eat fast food? <laughs> you nailed food? it. I eat fast food once a week, uh, twice a week if Damn. it is a podcast week, because every Saturday I work a 10-hour shift, and across the parking lot is a, a sub shop called Potbelly. Ah, uh, Potbelly. I, fr- I, mm, so good. And it, it's like, it's a sub sandwich, so I eat a sandwich, and then on podcast days when I'm coming home from work, I'll usually stop and get a Jimmy John sandwich. Yo, Ooh, so James Johnson is awesome. James Johnson, Johnson is my hero. James so Johnson. even though they're fast food, it's just sandwiches. So I mean, I here's like the thing. Bad. Subway like sucks. As somebody who's gone to Jimmy John's recently and like I've started getting more public subs because it's right by the gym I go to, so I just stop by Publix and get a sub and then go home. But like the Subway is bad. I only go there because it's cheap. You know, and, and it's for me specifically. Jimmy John's it's, cheap. is cheaper. it's not great. Yeah. Well, I literally it's like basically free because I already loaded up on the the mm. campus like dollars, so it's easier. You know. But, yeah. I've been eating three Subway foot long sandwiches in a sitting lately. What? Wow. Are you kidding? What? Me? Are you okay, Bryce? Is this he's a call a, for help? No, I a, think it I, is. I, I tried to. I tried to, and it wasn't enough. You tried to? <laughs> it wasn't enough. So I went for a third. And it's still not, like, still in, like, an hour or two. You're paying, like, $30 at that point, right? Like, how much you are you paying for this? You're what are eating, those called? Uh, is 1,800 this, is this calories like, in bread yeah, alone. 1,800 calories is what I try to stay under a day <laughs> you're eating that just the bread um, no dude it's carbs there's nothing good there <laughs> no it's good I mean, it's delicious it's meat i go sit, here's what i go i go cold is this cu- all you eat in that day uh i mean sometimes i go no, th- th- no I this sl- is breakfast sometimes i go back for another three uh jesus depend- <laughs> fucking christ <laughs> here's what i go i'm I done go, dude i'm walking off i can't i go cold <laughs> combo deluxe which is double meat i add some bacon on there i toast it and i do three of those when you now long. bryce i this is a very serious fucking question right now when you tell the lady what you want oh i'm going to i'm no, going no, no. <laughs> no listen to me listen to you. you tell your <laughs> you tell your sandwich artist what you want 
and, and you That's looked them called. dead in the eyes and you said now I want that two more times <laughs> what what emotional range do you do they deliver to you you see on their, yeah. you see on their, in their, in their eyes, eyes. I don't. I don't want to experience that. That's why there is a place that has. You're wearing sunglasses the whole time. There's a place that has a little touch screen where I can order, oh. and and there was a little drive up and stuff. And then Wait, I noticed. I noticed was a Royal subway? Farm Subway. I noticed that there's there's one where there's a little self checkout. At inside, so that I could just go over there and I don't have to deal with them. Well, of course you're getting three sandwiches. You're living the future Subway glory yeah, life. you're just like, you know what? Sure, another. And, and there we go. Yeah. That's oh, it. Oh, I yeah, can just, just make the number go up? <laughs> See, here's the problem. I went to the drive-thru and I ordered what I, I I wasn't quite as hungry, So I and I also decided to mix it up and I went with chicken, but I did a half. I did I did two foot long cold cuts, and then I did did a six inch, but it was chicken for that one. But then I go through the drive thru and she just gives me a foot long and a six inch, and then I had to go back in and be like, You missed one. <laughs> <laughs> How are you eating all this and you're not like seven hundred pounds? Because I am the I perfect hate your metabolism. Human body. I hate you, Bryce. I hate you. I can't deal with this. Bryce, I'm going to eat you the next time I see you and ask you how it feels. <laughs> That's weird. Now I feel awkward about going to Pax East next year. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. You're going to see me and be like, I need to go in the other direction. Fork and knife all of a sudden. Uh, Fork knife. D- Darren, can you give me the... That was all, good. I, can oh you tell god. me everything Yuri said to us? Oh my god. Sure. Jesus Christ. Uh, he said, we see a bunch of new games each week coming coming to Switch amongst other stores. Uh, but from what I see, a bunch of content is mobile ports. The most recent one being Pokemon Quest. Do you see this as a scary future for another marketplace to drown quality games in what is basically trash? Slightly. Yes. Nintendo <laughs> needs to figure out curation and they need to make their store not a fucking web page. Pokemon Quest is the a good game. The store is a little ridiculous. It's like, okay. All right. What features would you like to come to Switch? I personally would like custom avatars and wallpaper. I mean, we Games have Mies. save data's like with ours, like was on the 3DS and the Wii U. Yeah, that's specifically really like nice. here is detailed stats. I'm all about stats. Uh, a better eShop is honestly the the thing I want. Like, I don't really care about anything else. Like, I don't care about online play. I don't care about voice chat. I'm not going to talk to anyone anyway. Oh, voice chat, yes. Uh, I don't care about better that. friends list bullshit. Just give me a better eShop, and that's really all I want. If they want to start doing more stuff, they need a messaging system and voice chat and a better friends list in the system, not on an app. They please, won't, though. thank you. They won't, but please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, give me the classic games. Yeah. All right. Fill, fill me with virtual <laughs> right. console games. I want ports, and I want them now. Do you want that uh, Fire Emblem... Battle no, well, I was about to say Fire Emblem Battle Royale. I, I want to be able to play. I meant Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Ocarina of Time and Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask on my Switch. That's what I want. Last time I played Fire Emblem, I had to stop because every single battle I was like figuring out the decisions and all that. But I was fucking. It was like where you're seeing numbers in your head and you're like mapping everything out like fucking the code. a scientist. And I just started getting headaches every time I played. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not smart enough for this shit. Did you ascend? I did not. I, it's like it's like I started to, and then it was like, no, nah, you can't do this. Come you found your anymore. waifu, and you let yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. 
Now that Teddy has returned, what are you going oh to do with this life model decoy? If you are scrapping it, can I take it for parts? Bryce so is going to eat it. This Teddy is actually an android. Um, who do has, I have a dick? Uh, <laughs> Why? Is that open to interpretation. <laughs> if I'm the android, you know were what I mean? Were you a sex bot? What model number were you? Were you yeah. WP400? Obviously, I'm not right. a sex bot. He's, um, yeah, and he's a... Uh, Wow. He's okay. a stream bot. No, you can't I'm have just parts. like a, yeah, I'm a stream bot. Yeah. yeah I'm there's a moment. Stream. He's got there's no a bottom. Moment. I, I'm, I, I'm not gonna have you seen it? Yeah, sure. Have you seen his dick? Uh, the, <laughs> have you there's... seen my legs? Is more like what I was going for, but that's <laughs> no, fine. No, no, no. I heard what you said. Uh, <laughs> there's a moment in Detroit. I'm not going to spoil anything where a dude, one of the Android's eyes turns like all black and they turn into like video cameras. And that's what Teddy is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Only with porn. Yep. Uh, E3 is coming up, and it is all anyone is talking about. So my question to you guys is, what is happening in the realm of the Dark Lord and Death Eaters? I mean, only like 20 years ago, they were threatening humanity with their wizardry and magics. Then poof, they are gone, and we heard nothing about it. Discussed. Harry Potter got rid of them. Well, yeah, I mean, Harry Potter murked that bitch. Um, (laughs) what What I'm really curious about is like, because obviously there's always conflict, there's always light and dark, there's you know, a balance, blah, blah, blah force. Um, Avatar keeps the balance, I don't know if you know that. I swear to God, everything <laughs> changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, like, what is, and please, Lord, we don't need any more Harry Potter stories. I never ended up reading Cursed Child. Harry Potter's like one of my favorite things. I have Besides the point. I haven't read it yet. Um, maybe I'll read it someday uh, when I'm ready to let my childhood die. Um, like what is the evil that comes up after Voldemort right because like Voldemort is very much representative of like the evils that that real life humanity is face of like kind of like Nazi Germany like the, those kind of idealistic uh, genocidal evils of, of purification right like what is the evil that is kind of uh, representative of, of modern day of, of 2018 real world uh, bullshit millennials yeah it's millennials good job Bryce <laughs> you and me we're about to take this shit down <laughs> damn I just I don't, I don't know I'd, I'd be curious that, to see know? like in a in a world where technology is evolving and John Kadera is out here spilling tweets about how PlayStation 4 is winding down uh, and we can't keep anything a goddamn secret like yeah is there is there a, a tipping point in 2030 where an android with his robot camera eyes sees a dick. wizard do magic robot dick. camera dick his robot camera dick <laughs> <laughs> the foreskin pulls back anyway uh oh no <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> uh and he, i'm so sorry uh, and <laughs> and he sees a wizard do a magic and like then the wizards aren't secret anymore like because you can't mind wipe an android like is there like a tipping point where technology and magic have to like combine? That's and a then, good ass story. And then like, how lit would that's that be? Premise. Is it like Blade Runner but with magic as well? Because that sounds incredible. I'm going to be writing my fan fiction tonight. I'll see you all in 20 years. <laughs> I would love. That's a really good premise. That's a good idea. You know, to something that would be awesome. Thanks, I'm man. I'm all about that. Thought about that on the fly. <laughs> and just because you mentioned Blade Runner slightly, I just want more games with a Blade Runner aesthetic 
because oh my god please thank you steampunk come into a theater near you but it's a video game steampunk. not steampunk uh cyber cyberpunk yeah oh my god please Microsoft. Eroy says, speaking of Harry Potter, when do you think that they will be getting a new Harry Potter universe game, especially with all these new movies coming out? I feel like it's past this. Point. I mean, we did. It's on mobile and it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's shitty. I had an idea I want to share with you all. Um, not it's not weird this time. I probably well. <laughs> Imagine Take it how you want, if you will. What if Bioware made a Harry Potter? video game yes, like please. create a character what did you get, it's make? down like mass like, effect uh mass effect oh, dragon yeah. age Star Wars, uh kotor uh, knights, of the, knights of the old republic yeah. um gotcha 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 like very very decision dialogue wheel driven games is like di- the dialogue wheel is their thing right mm-hmm. um if they made like a like a narrative uh rpg like create your own character go through seven years of hogwarts like three game series um like maybe set in like more a more modern era man how good would that be like you could have relationships you could have waifus or husbandos waifus and husbandos are my life um (laughs) it would be very good i just want an avatar mmo but yes this would be dope too. So then, leading into the next question from the Wildstar fan fiction version of Yuri, he says, "If you play an MMORPG, what do you look for in it?" And it sounds like Teddy looks for Avatar, <laughs> <laughs> Earthbending, uh, Airbend. No, uh, <laughs> just oh, name last all. Airbender MMO. Yeah, that yes. would be lit. Yes, that's I legitimately. I've been going through the show. Don't get me started, but I le- I legit. I've wanted to make this for a long time. I want to make like a really detailed video explaining like how it would how it would work. Um, but if you play an MMORPG, what do you look for in it? A lot of things. I don't know. Um, I specifically like I, it needs to be kind of like a baseline sort of kind of World of Warcraft. Like it doesn't exactly have to be a WoW clone. There's a lot of WoW clones out there that are bad. But like so. I don't know. They have to get the questing and the leveling right, and the progression has to feel like there's a lot left in there, but that it's you're making progress. It shouldn't feel like a like a wall. Um, it's also just kind of I I play a lot of different MMOs because I like seeing what they do differently than the the previous. Because a lot of them are just WoW clones. So when you play one, you're like, oh, this okay. Like Black Desert Online is hugely different from Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, so I just like something that feels like you're making progress in like a, in a world that feels populated. Um, and that's like kind of the baseline. And then when you get further in the, the group content, like dungeons should be fun. PVP should be, uh, fun, but I don't always dabble in PVP. So that's not as important. And rating should be dope. Just dope. I like, I don't like MMOs. Um, Destiny is the closest I've gotten to enjoying that, and even that is it's so restricted. There's so many shackles on it. The thing I have really liked about that experience is the raids. Oh, yeah. um, something that is just like unabashedly mysterious. Uh, something that, that is not trying to give you a hint. Uh, it's trying to bury its mechanics and make you dig them yeah. up uh, with other people. Like it's a it's a is a journey of discovery as a team. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that if I were to get into a bigger multiplayer game, that's what I would want. Um, 
in addition to like that that single player through line. I will say this though, like I've seen all sorts of raids and different MMOs and whatnot and dungeons and like harder versions of dungeons. Like they sadly, like nothing really is Destiny raids, which is a bummer that they're kind of like the only ones that do exactly what they do where it does kind of feel mysterious and it's like if you go in blind you really have to figure out mechanics like it's a puzzle you have to figure out along with like the gear check and all that like it's very unique and not everything is exactly like that or really close but i wish more things were um but mmos and and uh raids and mmos are different and cool in different ways but yeah I wish more things were like Destiny because, like, that's one of the biggest problems. Is like Destiny raids are some of my favorite things in games ever, and like they're the yeah. only thing really like that. So I'm kind of chained in a way, uh, just so that I can keep playing the new raids. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they need to make the part where you have to play Destiny to get to the raid better. Right now, yeah, a little bit for sure. I liked RuneScape classic runescape oh because <laughs> i like that you didn't even have to fight you could just be like i just chilled and cooked and they're like there was a lot of like like i i would want something that's not you know just fighting like i want i want to be able to chill and be a cook man did you did any of you ever play the 3ds title fantasy life okay anyone out there that did make that an mmo and i would be so here for it i mean what do you like what are you into Big titties. Okay, big titties. <laughs> MMO RPG. Anime girls. It's no, it's no dicks, but I guess I'll settle. <laughs> I don't play MMO RPGs. I tried to play WoW, it's and okay. it was overwhelming for, for me because I that that happens. Joined long, yeah. after like the the not the last expansion, but the one before that or whatever they're called. Sorry, Cataclysm. Cataclysm. <laughs> That, that just, was one yeah. of them. I, I just said that, that one. Or would react. And I played for all of about like a week, and I was like, I, I cannot do this. There's a lot. No idea what I'm looking at. So yeah. I just, I. The, I'll say don't. this: the one, one of the reasons, like, I really got into MMOs was when I was younger on a terrible PC. I played a little game called Lord of the Rings Online because I really Jesus. loved the Lord of the Rings movies, and. I was running at like 12 frames per second constantly. It was really bad experience looking back on it. But like I was just having so much fun because it felt like I was in Middle Earth. Like I as a little kid, I was just like, oh, my God. Yes, I'm like I'm going to the Shire. I'm like making a Hobbit and all this like just just that was awesome. And ever since then, I tried different MMOs and whatnot. And I like the idea of the like. You really don't, once you get the hang of, like, the questing and the combat, you really don't have to pay that much attention, and it's good to just, like, listen to podcasts and music and, uh, like, grind. I like just the making progress in, like, a big overarching world. We all know Teddy, Teddy, I feel like you just really like grinding. I do. I do really like grinding. I was I mean, going yes. for that. Pokemon I'm sorry, Bryce. I, I stole your thunder. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad. No, it's okay. I'm uh, not going to do that because from what I hear, the Switch does the grinding for you. Yep. Uh, Zyger <laughs> yep. asked some questions. Uh, Zyger says, ask Alex who he thought best boy in Detroit is and why is it Connor? I don't understand why this was directed specifically at me. I feel like everyone here can answer who the best boy in Detroit is. Um, fun fact, the guy... So Connor, his his storyline, the, the, the crux of it is... Um, a kind of buddy cop relationship with Hank Anderson. 
um, uh, who's played by Clancy Brown, who you might know as Mr. Krabs. Uh, so yeah. he's out there uh, clipping his claws out there, just snip, snap, and talking about this Krabby Patty <laughs> secret recipe. <laughs> Is that the watermelon talking? Uh, no, we're way past this watermelon, we're man. Like, the watermelon? The yeah, watermelon's it's, it's worn off. We had one like, drink. Yeah. That was hours ago. Yeah, that's it true. It was legitimately no hours now, ago. Done. Multiple hours ago. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Clancy Brown, uh, Hank Anderson, he's a very good uh, best boy in that game. Um, yeah, Connor's best boy. He's complicated. He's, 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 he's very okay. cute. around. Best boy is Luther, and no one can tell me anything. I was going to bring up Luther, too, but I don't want to spoil. He's the purest boy. Yeah. Uh, and then Zyger says to me, why do robots have to have either a penis or no penis, Bryce? Why can't they have a vagina? Why's it got to be dick or nothing? Girl bots have rights, too, Bryce. I One... I believe the story indicates that girl bots don't have rights, and also boy bots don't have rights. Uh, and did you correct the typing in that? Maybe I don't know. Because I'm, I'm pretty. I mean, in the ch- in the chats, which yeah. we don't usually acknowledge, but he said why it's gotta be dick or nothing. And oh, why it's gotta be? Why it's gotta be? So sorry. And uh, honestly, I the first I'm. Time I read it. I'm just upset that I didn't talk more about the third option, which I don't know about, but I'm willing to learn. I want to do the research, and I want to find out about the secrets that this unholds. And Bryce is going to do a book report and bring to the next episode the secrets of the third genitalia. <laughs> I, will, I will grade this book report. Um, you, there better you, be bibliography cited and yep. linked. Since, since this episode is clearly no, going to be explicit, you just found the, the name of this episode. <laughs> It has to just be robot dick, right? Ready, set, game, cast, episode 20, The Secrets of the Third Genitalia. <laughs> okay, that's better yes. than robot that's dick. Like, <laughs> that's like, like Harry Potter book two levels are great. <laughs> um, Grunt Cooker says, I hear all this talk about LOL and Dota 2. Thoughts on the dying game called Smite. So this is the friend I said who got really into Smite on the Xbox. Smite's a fine game. It's all right. I like the the perspective is really cool, the third-person perspective and all that. Um, it's fine. It's just like it came out at a weird time for me to like get into it. Like I was S- done has the league, its, I think. It has its passionate fan base, too. Yeah. I, I feel it's like they're still alive pretty strongly. I feel like um, the folks what make Smite are like they're trying to kill it. With they have like another spinoff game of Smite. I don't remember what um, it's called. Well, they have. It's very different. They're trying to do like all sorts of different stuff. Like they have Paladins, and now they have Smite. I believe Tactics, which is literally like a card-based tactics yeah. game. They said, and I was like, that sounds interesting. I should try that, but I haven't tried that out. But it's like way different. Yeah, it's High Res Studios. Yeah. They, I mean, their High Res is fine. Like I yeah, feel like they're still pretty sure. big. So I was uh, for a while was I was when I was about. trying to learn Mixer. Uh, I would see like almost every time when I would look, like Smite Pro League or whatever would be on, and they almost always had like five to ten thousand viewers. And I was like, I mean, it's not it's not League of Legends, obviously, it's not Dota, but it's like they have their their fan base. Yeah. Um, that's all right. of the questions, which brings us into housekeeping. Oh 
Oh my God. Go to ReadySetGameCast.com for links to the podcast on all your favorite podcast services, including iTunes, Google Play, <laughs> and Stitcher, as well as the video version on YouTube.com slash LastGeek. Are you ready, Alex? I was born... Well, I mean, I was born ready, but I got... Honestly, I got pretty over it pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps us grow and become more powerful. Smash that like button. Yeah. Uh, ring the bell. Yeah. Uh, subscribe. Choice like, Prime. Subscribe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, other Last Geek stuff. Uh, this is your regular reminder that Game It Corp has a new episode. We made the Harry Potter simulator. Or Harry, no, Harry Potter uh, LARP. Live action roleplay, Harry Potter. <laughs> Great times. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> um, the next episode of Ready, Set, Gamecast, we will be joined by a person who Alex is going to say their name because I'm not going to try. I'm gonna say that. Where is it listed? Caitlin. It's Caitlin. Caitlin oh, Caitlin Gillies Rowe. Okay. That's not hard. Uh, I would have said it. Bryce bad. just can't pronounce things. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, to Ka- be fair, you can't spell my last name to save your life, Bryce. It's got two L's in it. Jesus, man. Uh, Caitlin Gillies. <laughs> G- nope. Okay. Gillies. Gillies Rowe. Uh, from your geeky gal pal. Uh, consider this your official get hype request. Now, this Indeed. is the time, Alex. This is your moment. Where can people find you? Oh, shit. You know what the funny part is? Like, 89% of your listeners didn't make it this far. So, like, in canon, they're just just here listening to however much the show they listen to, and they're like, who the fuck is this person? (laughs) Yeah, that's probably... Keep talking about robot dicks and this third genitalia. You know, that, that means the on ones Pokemon? who made it here and are ready to hear where you're from, they're ready. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, dude. They're yeah, committed. They're in it. Uh, I, uh, so my name is Alex O'Neill. I host a video games podcast. It's called Irrational Passions Podcast. I've hosted it for about eight years um, with uh, many good friends of mine. Uh, it is brought to you by the website irrationalpassions.com. Uh, where I lead an editorial team of amazing, incredible, talented writers, podcasters, video producers, just amazing, amazing people. They're all way more talented than I am. Uh, They're all way more funny than I am. They are incredible. And you should go to irrationalpassions.com and see all of their incredible work. Uh, Mike Burgess's video reviews, George Cruz's amazing editorials, uh, Jarrett Logan's reviews, Quinn's Place and Purpose pieces, Scott White's... um, uh rpg primers and guides uh they're amazing i love them uh they're incredible i also host another podcast it's called get a oh god get acquainted uh it is a one-on-one interview show um it's a monthly show uh so it's nice and consumable i've had uh andrea renee on i've had um my good friend roger picordi on i had uh, a friend of mine brandon gann on to talk e3 predictions that's the most recent may episode uh, if you're hyped for E3, I'd recommend going and listening to that. We made some E3 predictions, some of which have already been wrong, uh, like our Pokemon prediction, but that's fine. Um, I had a great, jolly time, um, and that's all the stuff that I do. I guess I'm on Twitter at Alfighter27 if you want to see my horny on main tweets. <laughs> Will he talk about the third genitalia? We'll have to see. Strong possibility. Darian, where can people see your horny on main tweets? 
uh, twitter.com forward slash dexterity, spelled D-E-X-T-E-R-I-D-E-E. Uh, also twitch.tv forward slash that one. Also Facebook. Also Instagram. Also. Also dexterity.com. Nice. That's cool. Um, Teddy. I'm just going to, I'm going to oh, note shit. that Yo, so I don't I got... forget <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> I got all sorts of things that I'm actually like somewhat doing. It's kind of neat. Uh, you can normally find me Monday through Saturday, 6 to 10 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash Teddy Chineris. Streaming all sorts of games, specifically Elder Scrolls and Destiny 2 these days. Um, what else? I... Let's see here. I launched my first t-shirt, which is pretty cool. If you're in the chat, you can type exclamation point t-shirt. And uh, I, that was designed by Matt A. Plays. I'm actually, I really like how it turned out. Uh, the friend first of the episode, show. Yeah, friend of the show, Matt A. Plays. He asked a question this time. Um, the first episode of me and Andrew, who's my best friend, uh, we went through a way out together in like one sitting and we recorded all that and episode one went out today so that'll be out when you listen to this and then those episodes are going out monday and friday for everyone and then sunday and thursday is a day early for uh patrons and oh there was one other thing oh yeah for e3 there is a gaming cafe opening up in nashville called platforms and there is somebody a friend of mine who like started a video company who is doing a um a he he thought it would be a good idea we're like partnering with them they're doing like an e3 watch party where like all the games and whatnot are like free for the two days and then sunday and monday we're basically doing what i normally do uh for e3 which is like reactions and pre-show and post-show uh for all the conferences on sunday and monday but we're doing it from there and it should should be more professional and all fancy i'm gonna wear a suit i'm gonna look nice I'm going get to a, get a laptop, get all the notes and whatnot. It's going to be fun. I'm very excited about it. And, yeah, we're doing that all Sunday and Monday of uh, June 10th and 11th. And hopefully I'm bringing my, this table, this desk right here. So I'm going to have to break this down. So, But I'm hoping that I can still do the stream Saturday night or Saturday afternoon for EA and then Tuesday for Nintendo uh, on my own here at home. But, yeah, pretty cool stuff. And twitter.com slash Teddy Chineris. Bryce, what do you do? Uh, I make podcasts. Everybody uh, say Gamecast, Gamemate Corp. Uh, if you like McElroy Brothers, you should listen to Gamemate Corp because it's not it's a ripoff of their content. Um, but, it's the greatest uh, form of flattery. Lastgeek.com is where you can find all of that content. And uh, then twitter.com slash lastgeek. And then you'll probably find the rest. Also, I'm on Twitch sometimes. But that's... Nobody nobody goes there. <laughs> nobody does that. <laughs> um, but that that is should. the entirety of this show. If you made it this far... This, this is our magnum opus, dude. This is our masterpiece. I always know? do this, guys. I'm so sorry. No, I, like, it was good. I'm happy it's like, with hey, it. you haven't had the longest episode of your podcast yet? Well... I'm on my way. Don't worry. <laughs> OMW. Here to help I'm about you. to make it lit back there. Thank you guys for having me on. This was so much fun. I had I'm a blast. Glad. I hope you guys had at least a little bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was we good. need to have you on during the winter when I'm not inside my room, unable to access the air conditioning until this podcast is over <laughs> and melting. I am melting. <laughs> I still have my air conditioner on, yeah. so I'm doing good. Yeah, because you don't, you don't care about good sound quality. 
Um, for level of comfort, you know, the quality of my the personality and the comments has to come from when I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Uh, thank you for listening to this episode, and we will see you again in two weeks. Bye. 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 Bye.